This episode was brought to you by The Social Fishing Membership, Australia's fastest growing freshwater platform, giving you the resources to catch more fish. Welcome to The Social Fishing Podcast. My name is Reese Creed. I'm a passionate angler and I want to share as much as I can about the sport we all love. On this podcast, we speak to incredible anglers, sharing a wealth of priceless knowledge, all to help you reach your fishing dreams. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's begin. Well, for episode 82, I have Jacko Davis back on board and I am really, really excited for this chat or to share this chat with you now. I'm going to let you know now, as you've probably already seen when you've hit play, this is the longest episode I've ever recorded. I didn't actually think I would uh, pip the last episode I did with Jacko, but this one really pushed it to the next levels. We both love chatting. We don't actually chat a whole heap about these detailed discussions, so we catch up. It's been two years since we caught up, not quite. So we've got all this stuff we want to dive into and share and discuss. And what I love about Jacko is it's more of a chat like it was sort of sitting on the phone, having a conversation. Jacko asked me as many questions as I asked him. And the funny thing was the ones he had written down on pen and paper were the ones that I had sitting in front of me on the computer to talk about. So in this episode, there's three core sections. The first one is river fish and we talk about uh, the adventures Jacko has been on over the last couple of years, chasing river cod, the lessons he's learned, the, the bank walking along the Macquarie River, uh, some of the fish they've, he's caught, different patterns he's found, pretty much all about river fishing, how he approaches it, some of the reaction from fish depending on time of day, the key zones he likes to fish and then obviously talk about similar approaches in larger waterways like the Murrumbidgee River and the Murray River that we fish down here. We also discuss the inflatable boats as well and fishing from a kayak or a tinny versus the inflatable. Jack obviously um, asked a few questions about the inflatable stuff that we do. So that's the first part of this chat. Next of all, we get into live technology and not so much about using live technology, just about our opinions. And I think we talked about it last time. Jacko asked me the question in the last chat was, would you, would you prefer the world with or without live tech? So in this, we jump into more of a discussion about do you feel that we're not catching... Jacko um, wanted to know, do we feel that we're not catching as many fish? Are uh, the fish um, changing their behavior, uh, our opinions on it? So it's a really good discussion. Uh, there's a bit of um, contradiction between the two of us, like his belief slightly different to my belief, which is really good to see. It's really healthy because at the end of the day, what you get out of this is that nothing is wrong. There's no wrong or right. It just depends what you enjoy and what you enjoy doing. The biggest thing from it, as long as we're not hurting people, hurting fish, handling fish correctly, at the end of the day, it's all fishing. So, this that's a really good chat. actually goes on for some time and there are lots of lessons about fish behavior in that entire discussion that we get onto about how they behave to certain things and so, there's a lot There's a lot that goes on there. And then the second part of, the, sorry, the third part of this episode, we actually jump in and talk about the moon phases, which is a, probably my favorite part of the entire episode. Jacko goes through some old data that he had uh, because the moon's something he's been paying a lot of attention to of late. And he runs across a stack of different info and I do as well. We talk about our favorite moon phases, uh, how the moon affects cod and just the discussion around the moon. So it's a jam-packed episode. It's got so much in it. It's one that you want to listen to when you're driving on the road to somewhere that you don't fish all the time because if you go into your local, you'll be listening to it a fair few times or it'll fill in a fair chunk, a third of a day at work. So if you're sitting down to listen to this, Strap yourself in, enjoy the chat. Uh, it's a very casual, 
awesome chat just between two blokes that love their fishing. And once again, I want to thank Jacko for jumping on board uh, for this episode, having a chat with me, mate. I always appreciate uh, the time that you, well, your time that you give myself and our listeners every time you jump on to do a podcast episode. So thank you very much, mate. I love the chats and I know everyone else does. So that's enough from me. Let's jump in and have a chat with, as always, the one and only Jacko Davis. We have a heap of computer troubles when we start and Jacko, you're no different, mate. So the beer is probably a good option to get us going. Just don't worry about the computer. Yeah, I think we're going to need it. Uh, what's been happening? I'm just pouring it into a glass. Um, not much, Reese. Not a not a great deal yourself. Uh, heaps, actually. The opposite. Unless yeah. yours was just a generic Aussie answer. Not much. Yeah, it probably was actually <laughs> pretty generic. I've been over here. I was in New Zealand for. Oh, I got back last week. Went over there for ten days. Yep. And then. That's pretty much it. Just playing. What was golf and soccer? Haven't been doing too much fishing. New Zealand wasn't a fishing trip. Nah, the missus's sister got married over there, so had a wedding in Queenstown, and then um, yeah, we went over it oh, a week early and got a flew into Christchurch and hired a van and drove down the east coast of of New Zealand and then ducked over to Queenstown for a couple of days for the wedding. So it was pretty yeah, cool. nice. Uh, back on. Home soil, you just mentioned you haven't been doing a heap of fishing. I reckon I just had a look at our last chat. So we've done, this is actually our third one. The And thanks for joining me, by the way, again. The first no, one, I can't no remember what that was, but the second one was uh, spring 2021. So it's like two years ago and a lot has happened in those two years. What's your last 12 months yeah. look like from a fishing point of view? You didn't, because you, you kind of, I remember the last time I chatted to you, you were deep in the impairment stuff, and from what I've been watching, it's been a river journey or a river. I remember you, actually last time you said, "I want to get back into river stuff," which it looks like you've done. Yeah, I think I was going to actually give the the last one we did a spin, but I ran out of time. Just to same. Sort of remember what we talked about, but yeah, I think I think back then I was sort of just sort of I'd done a, a fair few years on the impairment stuff, and I wanted to get back into the river stuff, especially with the, all the rain that we would have sort of just been coming into at that time and the river's starting to be nice and healthy again and start fishing the river so the last two seasons i've i'd say i've done mainly uh river fishing for cod especially still done a bit of impoundment stuff here and there but definitely been a lot more focused on the rivers um the rivers around here have been fishing really good as they sort of have been i think pretty much all around um the east side of australia that the cod fishing in the rivers has, has bounced back really well after the drought we had, um, which is great to see. What's the water been like? Uh, you know, you get obviously you're talking. What's your main river, Macquarie? Macquarie, yeah. There's a fair few around. Like there's a heap around here. I sort of mix it up, but yeah, the Macquarie is a big one. Um, I do fish a bit. Yeah, and it went nearly dry, and then you have a heap of rain, so it's all the system's happy again. Is the rain actually annoying at the minute, like, or is it is it as good as it'll ever fish, or is it better when it sort of stabilizes a bit? For example, down here, the because it's different water, it's like major irrigation stuff. Whereas you're up sort of above your first impoundment when it then becomes more irrigation further out. Ours are like there's too much water. There's it's it's great because the fish are going to be fat 
as and the few sessions we did get in were epic. But from a consistent point of view, it was pretty like you could only do two weeks the whole autumn. Um, yeah. But next year will be really good. What's the systems for, for a river like yours, which will be similar to all the ones up that aren't really tower races? Yeah. Is it, was like it all the New on? England was stuff. Was it spot on? Yeah. And even yeah. like the Bidgee in Canberra, like it. Yeah. It, yeah. That type it, of it stuff. It gets above, affected by rainfall. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that's sort of above a major empowerment. Um, yeah. It's, it's been really good. Like this year, um, there hasn't really been any big floods go through this year. Last year was different. Like, Last year was a bit of a pain because every time we get 20 mil, it would blow it out for a couple of weeks. But um, this season's been really good. If you, yeah, it's sort of, if we get a big rainfall event, it'll take sort of two to three weeks to come back down to a reasonable flow. But yeah, this, this year, we've just sort of been getting that 10 to 20 mil every couple of weeks and it's been sort of Mickey Mouse all season. So it's been really good. What does ten to twenty mil look like? Like it's it goes dirty and an extra foot of flow for two or three days and then it clears or Yeah, it'll it it depends. Like last year if we got twenty mil it'd blow it right out because the the ground was so saturated. But it's sort of dried it's definitely dried out a bit uh this season. So, you know, twenty mil can handle it these days. Um it will dirty it a bit. Um the the rivers around here are really clear at the moment, but yeah, the rain will dirty it a bit. It'll lift it, yeah, foot like most of our rivers around here are sort of flowing 100 to 500 megs a day. Um, right. And What'd you say? Say that again. 100 to 500. 100 to 500 megs. Yeah. So it's a lot different that to is... something below that's um, below a big yeah. empowerment that they're releasing the water for irrigation and those type of purposes. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's high up in the systems type stuff. But yeah, you can fish them like if... Anything below a thousand, um, it's pretty good fishing. What did the uh, and what's it been like? Like, what run us through from say opening, like December, just recently. Obviously, it's been a while since we chatted, but from opening till now, so you've got like a whole summer, whole autumn. What's a standard session look like? Is summer better than autumn? Autumn better? What are some of the better fish you've caught? What's sort of average size, um, for where you've been fishing? Yeah, summer, like, it's pretty generic. Like, summer you'll get um, more action, more fish, but a lot more smaller fish. Um, like, you could go out in summer. This like this summer, you'd, you'd kind of expect to catch at least a couple of fish every session. I normally do. This year I did a fair few, like, overnight or sort of three-day trips where I'd hike into a spot um, and just – take whatever I could take in my backpack and camp for a couple of days and then come back out, do that um, to sort of get into the, the less accessible water and the, the areas that don't get fished as hard because a lot of the public access, um, you know, it's easy to get to. So a lot of people, a lot more people fish it and the fishing's not as good. So, um, yeah, giving yourself the, the couple of days, two or three days to get into a cool spot um, and fish where not many people fish definitely pays dividends. So. Yeah, on you trips like that, the fishing's you, heaps better. Yeah, the fishing's heaps better. Um, yeah, you just got to. I guess it's just do the miles, get the smiles type thing. Um, but yeah, like you expect to catch, like a trip like that, you sort of expect to catch or double digits of fish. You can have like really good sessions, like Arvos can just go off, um, and like you can yeah get a dozen buffs on surface in like one morning or one Arvo session type thing. Um, I guess it's. I'd say it's kind of similar to 
like the upper Bidji, um, the New England rivers. I've done a bit of stuff up in the gorges up there, and it, it's all sort of similar, I reckon, in my opinion. But um, yeah, it's pretty good. What's you know, the autumn, size autumn. class like? Are they big fish, or are it's they, an, like because it was in drought, like it was solidly had no water in it. Are they? Yeah, no. Die, or it's amazing it how it's sort of come back. I didn't. I actually didn't think it would come back the way it has. Um, yeah, they're definitely pretty resilient fish. I, they've obviously like it. It sort of didn't have any flowing at the river, um, but there was definitely still pool. Like all the big pools still had heaps of water in them. So I think they've just sort of congregated in those pools and and managed to get through the the real bad part of the drought. Um, and just the last couple, like we had sort of what was it when we were talking? So the last three years we've had really good rainfall and. Um, yep. Like the start of this season, like the amount of uh, like small redfin out there, it's like the the place was just alive with food and the fish. Like when I was growing up, the the average fish was sort of forty five to fifty five centimeters out there. I don't know if it's kind of might be a bit offset by the lures we were using, but yep. this season I'd say the average sort of size fish is around that seventy seventy five centimeters, which is um, yeah really blown my mind. It's like they've They've survived and they've um, definitely all grown in size, it seems, and they're all in in great nick, like real fat, no sores on them. So it's been, yeah, it's been good. We've got um, got a few fish over the meter. Um, yeah, right. Out of there, so some which big is, fish. Yeah, they're yeah. They're there's, right. there's big fish in there. Um, like they're few and far between. There's a lot more sort of. Sort of that 70, 80, like a, anything over sort of 75 is a good fish for the river. But, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely those big ones in there. Um, yeah, and, it, like, it's it's cool. Like, it's all – you could fish it in a kayak, but I just do it on foot. I just love walking on foot and fishing on foot. And, um, yeah, it's good fun. It's definitely my preferred way of fishing these days. I love it. I still love all forms of fishing. I'll still go out and fish the impoundments, but – yeah, I think it's hard to beat when when you get good conditions, good weather, and being down the river, putting some k's in the legs. Why foot? Um, why do you prefer being on foot? I I understand why you prefer being on foot over kayak because kayaks suck. Kayaks yeah, suck. But could I you put like a small tinny on all that all that nah, you stuff? Is just, oh, you could, but you wouldn't get it through. Like you're stuck in one pool. Yeah, it, it's it's like rapids. Like all the rivers I fish, they're all it's like rapids, pools, rapids, pools kind yep. of like yeah oversized sort of trout fishing type stuff you wouldn't it'd be yeah it'd be a pain in the ass trying to get a tinny from one pool to the next um if you had access to good pool like one good pool could drive right to it then yeah you could definitely fish in a tinny but i still think it's more effective to fish out of, off from the bank because predominantly all your good snags are going to be on the on the bank that you're walking and instead of being in the middle of the bank say in a boat or a kayak and you're casting on top of the snags, if you're on the bank, you cast them back to the middle of the river and um, not really sort of spooking the fish with a splash or anything. You're actually being real natural and bringing the bring the lure from from the middle back to the bank. And I think that um, that's a better way to target, especially the big, smarter fish. That's my running through anyway. the um, the camping out of your backpack. That's pretty intriguing because what I was like, well, what do you actually fit? Like, what do you take if you've got? One backpack to camp for two nights. How do you survive? Like, what goes in the backpack? Or is it like... Um, it's normally Did you one... do a bike in somewhere? 
Uh, I did a bike in. That was bass fishing. Uh, bass. Yeah, that was a bass trip into some cool gorge country. That was 18 months ago now. That yep. was we sort of um, rode pushies down a fire trail and then hiked in the last bit. That was pretty cool. I've done that actually. And did you hide the bikes it. and then walk back out yeah. and bike back out? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's good. Pretty cool. Real tough so, trip. But, right. Yeah, what in the backpack. In your backpack. Um, well, you've got to have a tent, so just a little one-man tent, um, just a cheap one-man tent. If you're doing it in summer, it's always easier because you don't need as much clothing or like sleeping bags or that type of thing. Um, I always carry a one-man tent. When I was younger, I used to just take a sleeping bag and just jump in the sleeping bag and sleep on the sand. But <laughs> these like days, I, yeah, it's <laughs> not too the same. bad. You'll do dumb stuff like that. Yeah, we were always fine with it. The tent's just good if it's if there's mozzies and stuff around. So yep. yeah, tent, um, some spare clothes, like a couple of t-shirts, spare t-shirt, food a jumper. And water. How do you do food and water for three days in summer? Food, I normally take like those backcountry dehydrated meals, um, and then I'll just take a jet boil, and then for water I just drink the river. But I use the purification pills that you get from the chemist, and just chuck. Uh, two pills in per liter of water, so yeah, right. I normally just take like. So, would you one. put them in and shake it or something, or it just it cleans the water? Yeah, it just purifies it. It's like I don't know what they are. I'm not that smart, but I'd assume it's like some type of chlorine type thing that kills all the bacteria. They're kind of like they're called a travel aid, I think. So it's like when you go over to some countries overseas that have real poor water quality, you put them in your water so you can drink it. But yeah, it, yep. it sort of just doubles for doing this type of thing. Um, yeah, like I've drunk some pretty foul water and I haven't got sick yet, touch wood. So, with that stuff, and actually, yeah. well, a lot of the water the time you would go would be nice and clear, yeah, but you've obviously done it with not the best, yeah, water. yeah, no, it's normally it's normally pretty good. Like, you do sometimes you go and you, you have a look at your bottom, like, Jesus Christ, this is a bit how you're going, it's pretty brown, but no, it's as long as you get out of the flying water, if the, the dirtier it is, the more pills I put in, um, and then I'd normally take like Powerade or some form of like powder, like um, electrolyte powder to put in there as well that kind of masks the taste. taste? If it's a, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, if really... you're going to, like if in the middle of summer, if you're going to go down there for three days when it's hot, you you couldn't do it because you wouldn't be able to carry that much, enough water in. So you pretty much, you kind of have to drink the river. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. And apart and from that, what, I just... dehydrated meals? What, what else? Like, is there any other food like to get you Oh, food? snacks, take. Whatever, yep. Snickers bars, any sort of bars, that type of thing. <laughs> and normally, yeah, Love we mix it, it up. Sometimes we'll take summer. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take like we'll take. Um, I think one time we took ribeyes down the first day, but we froze the ribeyes, and by the time we sort of pulled up on the first night, they were sort of perfectly defrosted and ready to <laughs> chuck on chuck on the fire. So we normally take something fire. good for the first night, and then yep. it gets a bit. It goes downhill after that. But, yeah, that's all you need. And we just take – it's minute, like one box of lures, just condense into one box. The camera is normally the worst thing. It's the heaviest because I've got a decent-sized camera and that's got to come. That's normally the biggest pain in the ass. Yeah, um, I agree. I've I've done not three-day camp like that, but I've anywhere you take camera gear, even if it's a big boat, small boat, inflatables, even that's not too bad. And then yeah. in a backpack, it's, yeah, backpack, you're like, what do I do with this thing? Yeah, yeah, so annoying. Yeah, um, no, it's it's pretty good. Like you cool. can get a fair bit in. I got a big 
I think it's a 75 litre backpack. And sometimes I'll take that, like if we're setting up a base camp, I'll take the big backpack and then also take like a just a day pack that I'll put on the front mm-hmm. when I'm walking in, set up base camp and everything, base camp. And then, um, yeah, for the sessions, I just chuck the day pack on. It makes it a lot easier. Um, but if you go on, like sometimes we trips, do that. They? Yeah, they're the best. But sometimes we'll do like a ute, ute to ute type thing. Like we'll drop one ute somewhere yeah. and then we'll walk 20Ks or something over three days. And Yeah? Yeah, they're the That's hardest. That's cool. Yeah, harder. yeah. I've got to do that one day. There's a couple of rivers I've looked at that would suit for it that, you know, you can't just get into. You wouldn't want to do it on a river that anyone can just get to. But I've looked at doing that. But it should be hard, Yakka, but obviously worth it getting into some cool country. Yeah, it is. You get to some cool places. After after every trip, you're always busted for a couple of days. But, yeah, if you get to experience some good fishing, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, it's not just a fishing. It's good to just go do stuff like that, I reckon challenge yourself a bit and get out of the comfort zone nice what else been happening what has what's been happening day to day still got the same gig as last time day to day yeah same gig um still work i'm spatial officer so state government um working from home i don't know was COVID yes. a thing last time we split? Yeah. yeah. So yes. our first episode was just before COVID. Yeah. And I remember this. And our second episode was during like 2021. Yeah. It was yep. like a year. It was like a full year of lockdown and we were in that weird period, which then hung on for another year. So COVID was a huge thing and you were home yep. and you're still home, obviously. Yeah. No, I go into the office every now and again, but ever since then, we've sort of got the flexibility to work from home if we want to most of the time, which is... I enjoy. It's um, pretty good, pretty handy. Yep. And then week to week, are you fishing once a month or like what's, what's going um, on in the next couple of I haven't of weeks been or... out. Like I went to, we did a, had a mate come. I met a mate and we went, did some gorge stuff just before I went to New Zealand. So maybe three weeks, three or four weeks ago, we did a three-day trip out there. That was the last time I hit the river. That was a, that was a really good trip actually. Got some nice fish, but that was like in winter like in the middle of june so it was it was cold but we had some good how fishing. many days did you go uh we did three days um two nights two nights yeah and how two many nights. fish do you get no we did three nights actually three nights it was right What's um the fishing like like it's definitely slow i think we uh geez i've got a i've got a youtube video coming out about it i've got i'm just about to finish it but i think we might have landed uh, seven or eight fish or something, but we had a lot. We did have a lot of action, and we just were sort of unlucky with a couple. But got like a Good fish. I got a one hundred and five and a ninety five, which was pretty oh, sick yeah. for that for that water. Um, oh, and yeah. had off like, the bank. Yeah, off the bank. It's definitely a bit more challenging when you hook a big. I, I got the one hundred and five like in some proper tight, proper tight country, like right in a, on a root ball, sort of only five meters away. So it was pretty hectic. When he hit, but subsurface. Ah, uh, yeah, just on a, um, yeah, on a little swim bait that sort of just went under the surface. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. What was that fish? Um, the one you told the story of in the first podcast that you caught out of a river that's your profile picture forever. It might still be. Yeah, that was. That your was first metery? Uh, yeah, yep. You're that was out of the river, show, I think. Yeah, yeah. that was. Is that your Jeez, first metre? That was my first metre, yeah. How big was that? That was uh, 114. Yeah, right. Even bigger yeah. again. 
Yeah, it was a good fish. I couldn't, yeah. That was crazy. I don't know what – I can't remember what year it was. I've got it written down. probably would have been 10 years ago now. But... If you first made Yeah, pretty it, cool. Yeah, How first one. How many have you caught out of the river now, would you say? How many river meters have you caught? Uh, uh, probably only half a dozen out of the river. Yep. Yeah. That's still good. River fish aren't easy to catch, like big river fish. You've got to put in time for them. Yeah. Yeah, they're a lot – they're a lot tougher. I might. I think five actually. I think I'm just trying to think. I because I didn't do it for. I didn't do a lot of fish, river fishing for a, a fair few years. While I was sort of in the empowerment stuff. Um, yeah. Sort of just come back to it. Um, yeah, I think it's five. But yeah, they're all Very been nice. on foot, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I've only caught. I'm still chasing first meter out of the bidgey. I come close twice. You would have seen the two videos. Yeah. Of yeah yeah. Far out. That was six days apart. One session was a quick mapping trip and I went out for the Arv. I said, it's worth just taking the rubber boat just for our mapping trip. We literally put it on the roof, put it in, went out for a quick hour and a half, missed that fish and then I did a three-day float and I fished big top water. First morning, Yeah. that night, next morning, next night, final morning and that fish just decided to eat at the boat and not stick. But yeah, they're... Um, yeah, I'll watch that. They're a trick fish. <laughs> Did you? The video? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. The yeah. full video? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a good the video. The whole video? The drift Yeah, line. I watched it all. Yes. I haven't yeah. missed much. <laughs> I watch all the stuff <laughs> in the membership. Yeah, nice. It's a, um, it's a cool way to fish. Or oh, not that you've probably done it, but watching it, eh? It's, it's a really yeah, no, cool way I'd, to fish. Everyone, like everyone you take down sort of says they're a bit skeptical, skeptical? at first. <laughs> but then, it, yeah, it looks like you get around on them quite easy. It's definitely something I'd like yeah. to have a crack down the track. I might actually, I think Dan, did Dan get like a cheaper version of one and knock something together? I think I've seen his video on YouTube. I was like, oh, that might be a, an idea just to have a go, just get a cheap one to start Yeah. see if I like well, it or not. I, um, I started like that. I started with a real cheap one as a kid and that's how I come up with the idea because it had little two little planks and then it evolved to a bigger plank and then it worked. So then... When this other one come along, we upgraded to that. But Dan's getting the same one as me. He's like, he's like, I'm getting one of those boats because mine sucks. Like, it's yeah. you got to be real careful. You got to be like standing in the middle after he's been on the bigger one. So we got actually two more coming. So I'll have two because the one I've got was one of my old ones and a mate borrowed. Uh, I've given it to a mate and I borrow it for the double drifts, and it's annoying yep. having to go all the way to Wagga to pick it up. But yeah, when you do them, you just literally. Obviously, the water has to be big enough for it, but we've put it through some skinny water and you just float and pull up wherever. Like you literally yeah, do your surface yeah. session till dark, pull up, and there's enough gear in it that you can we can film and we've got proper food and gas cookers. We load them up pretty good. Yeah, but, that'd um, be the big benefit. I have a lot of people... Uh, have you fished out of small tinnies in a river? Just while we're on the topic. Uh, a few times. Not a lot. I would like to do more of it. That's... I'm, Definitely one thing I want to get into, and I want to buy like a little roof topper to do more of, but on different systems. The, yeah. yeah, that's the competitor to the inflatables. Yeah. And not many people, I know a few people have done it, what we're doing, but not many do. But it, it, there's no way I could fish in a tinny after fishing in that. The only downfall is it is air. So if something drastic goes wrong, you're in that's where trouble. I'd, but- that's where I'd struggle. I'm pretty... I just could see myself busting one for sure. <laughs> I'd like you to have the tinny where them. I can just 
unless you hit like a barbed wire fence or a hook goes through it. There's no, yeah. you can't pop it. Like people go, you're going to pop it, but you can't really. I've run into stuff. Like people are taking like, watch, here we go. We'll go snag bumping. They just bounce off snags unless it's like pointy, pointy. Yeah. Um, like you would have heard the story of Matt driving it into a stick on the ovens and snapping the whole branch off and yep. cracking it like <laughs> it was like dodging cars in the ovens because he was doing donuts. <laughs> Um, yeah. but yeah, they're just, they're just stability. Our fishing tinnies are so noisy and the stability, but then again, they take longer to set up, but Dan yeah. not time that really doesn't take that long to set up. Anyway, that's really good fun. Could you put that through like gorge stuff around your way or is it still too gorgy? Like, still uh, too it'd probably be, it'd be easier than a small tin. Like how heavy are they? Uh, you can't not load it, unlock, no, nothing in it. They're easy as, but fully yeah. loaded if you want to carry it dry, like out of the water, you need four yeah. people to pick it up. Yeah. I think like, depends on the flows. Like if you had decent flow, then you could just sort of, you wouldn't be able to ride it down a rapid. Like if the flows the are sort dangerous. Of, yeah, they'd be too, it'd be. Oh, I had to carry, maybe. did you watch the one I did at Canberra with Graham? Yeah, I did. I guess, yeah. I guess, yeah. That was next could. level. We had to carry it yeah. twice. We had to portage yeah. twice because, and one was just first thing in the morning and we had no idea. You know, you get that feeling where you're like, or maybe you go on a bank walking trek and you've never done the section before and you walk in prime time and you walk and you're like, this is all just crap water and you keep walking. And you're like, have we just wasted it? And our car's three days down there. You're like, have we just yeah. wasted the whole session? I felt like that in the morning because we had to <laughs> pick it up, move it. It took us an hour or 45 yeah. in the prime time. I said to Graham, this is going to be the worst trip ever. We're going to have to do this all day and not even get to fish. Luckily, we only had to do it one more time. Um, <laughs> if you had nothing in it, if you just had your two decks and a dry bag with all your lures and your gear and you clip it to it and you clip yeah. the decks down, you could probably roll it. Because Graham, we went to go through a wrapper and he goes, what, what's, why, like, why don't we do it? Like, what have you got to lose? I'm like, well, probably don't want to hit me on a rock or get <laughs> stuck. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... He said, are you just doing it for the camera gear? I'm like, well, that's a no-brainer. He said, well, would you yeah. do it without the camera gear? I was like, oh, I don't know. So I, they probably got more potential than you think, but it's just if the nose if the nose goes under, you're stuffed. Yeah, I think you'd have more issues with it being too lower flows um, in a lot of the rivers I fish, especially like if, yeah, if you get like a, a river under 100 megs, then I don't think you'd float through you're just it. just dragging it. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to get out and drag it down the rapids, but that wouldn't be the end of the world. Especially well, like if you're going, that. yeah, if you go on one. If one that spot, was the adventure you're on, yeah, if you go on one spot to the like to the next, it'd be pretty sweet. But like, yeah, I've seen blokes in the in some of the rivers I fish, and they take they'll take like rooftop tinnies down, and then they take them back back upstream to get back out. <laughs> like they'll drop in at one, go downstream for the day, and then come back out. And I've been I've passed them like. You boys are crazy. Like, it's going to be yeah, yeah. some of the rapids. You've got to get it back up. Be, yeah, it wouldn't be fun. Oh, they've gone through some stuff that they've got to get back up, not just one yeah. pool. Like they've actually got to no, drag they, it they'll back go up. down like five, six k's fishing and then oh. go back up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like going down That's is one rough. thing, going back the yeah, it's pretty tough. Nah, doesn't work. You, these things are no good for going back up either. Same deal. Mm. Like that session I did. That quick arvo, we had to lecky to get up to the spot. Takes forever. Just yeah, not worth it. Yeah. Just put a petrol on the back. Um, How do you find it? But with, like, I just like being on the bank. Like, if I've got a good snag where I can really work the snag how I want to work it, I can. You can sort of be in the zone. You, you're always in touch with your lure perfectly. I just feel like if I was 
had current kind of against me, I just wouldn't get as many quality casts into the spot. Cast. That I'd like. um, good question. That's actually a really good question. Good topic. Uh, thinking on that, is the Macqu- is the Macquarie or any river you bank walk the others or whatever they are? Yeah. Are they all rock? Are they all rock? And are they all got really slow sections and then quick bits in rapids and then super slow? Is that what it's like? Like, yeah, it's, do you it's, find yourself fishing? It's like rapid fast, lost? then slows down, then rapid fast. So it's a bit like of I've seen everything, you catch fish like, in that flowy stuff, but I've seen you catch a lot of fish in slow stuff. Yeah, it's got everything. Like you've got slow stuff, and then, but it, like I like personally, I like to fish the the faster stuff in the prime times. Like if I'm fishing surface, I'd I'd prefer to fish in the faster stuff, which is yep. where I'd find it. I reckon it'd be really difficult in something like a a, a tinny or a Boat. whatever watercraft on the water. Um, so yeah, when you got question, when you got to battle the current, the ovens, you can't not be in a boat because it's that overgrown. Yeah. So that like yep. in that and that was quick water. You asked Matt because I just literally said here, here's an electric motor. You don't really. Or here's a. I think you used the motor guide actually. Here's a lecky. Here's a boat. Go for your life. And they're the worst things to steer in current because yep. <clears throat> you'll notice I've got. You probably heard us talk about it. The lecky's mounted on the back. Yeah, like it's it's backwards, but people go, "Why do you have it mounted that way?" If it, it doesn't need a keel, if that's on the back, if you put the lecky on the front, and the way these boats are designed is they're not as buoyant at the front. So the original design was because that's where all the weight is, like the the buoyancy is at the back, and that's where I want to stand, and that's where I want to put the battery and the lecky and the big deck, so that it mm-hmm. flattens out a bit. Um, Chris put his lecky on the front of his, and it sits nose down pretty pretty hard. But he has to have a keel down. So if there's no keel, like if there's no, you know, like yep. petrol, but yep. he just built like a timber timber flappy thing that just goes like that. If it's not down, it spins like mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. keel on the arse end. When a keel's there, it sits straight as and it's really easy to drive. The reason this new boat I'm going to build, I'm going to have two boats and two different deck setups. One will be the one I've got with the rear steer. The other one will be a lecky on the front with a keel on the back, some kind of keel that works quite well. And that one will be for fast water. The other one will be for, the one that I've got now will be for pool water with rapids. The reason mine works better the way it is, it's really hard to explain and I've I've explained it to those who have taken out and it makes sense, is when you want to cover water, so when you want to fight the current, the the transom's like flat and it just wants to do these ones. Like it's not good yeah, when you're trying yep. to hold in current like you were talking about. But mm-hmm. when you want to head downstream, like when you want to travel, I literally just turn the head around and drive it like a petrol motor and steer yeah. it yeah. like a petrol and it steers straight. Steers straight, steers easy, covers ground. And when you go through a rapid, you got the nose pointed down and you can steer yourself through the flow. When you have the lecky on the front, you can't have your keel down when you go through flowing rapid. So this is mm-hmm. with the lecky mount on the front. You can't have the keel down because you'll snap it off. And as soon as the keel's up, you're doing like fishtails through a rapid. Yeah. So you've yeah. got to go head first. And Chris goes heads first. But when you go head first, you're going quicker than the current to actually yeah. steer and your ass yeah, yeah. ends up hitting trees. So what I do is I go through and push myself through. But then if I want, I can turn around and slow myself down and fight yeah. the current and drag myself across. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, it makes sense. So... And when you 
when you're fishing that kind of water, the efficiency of quickly whipping through a rapid, boom, in the next pool, navigate it easily and skip dead water really quickly. Like the boat orientation stays the same way. I literally turn the lecky head around and just lecky down 50 meters to skip a section. It's way quicker than the other. And when the water's dead still, you can steer it from the transom anyway because there's no flow pushing into it. So it doesn't want to blow out each yeah, side. Yep. It's, it steers really easy. Um, I end up sort of steering myself like guiding myself backwards because there's no flow. When there's a little bit of flow, it's fine. When there's heaps of flow, you're in trouble. So to answer your question, yes, you don't get anywhere near as much casts on a stick in the flow as you would from the bank. But the rivers, other than the ovens, the rivers I put it in are like big waterways that are low that a lot of the because it's such a big waterway you don't actually get to efficiently fish it from the bank i guess and there's a lot of timber like it's timber heavy so from the bank you lose that many lures whereas we can pitch in lures snag go get them go get them you know efficiency and fishing yeah. I, don't, I don't know um it's you, an interesting you, one because i reckon i reckon if you spend quality time on every piece of structure if if you can fish from the bank i know some rivers you can't i reckon you definitely like we pick up so many fish from casting under two meters, like literally just dropping the lure in right on the bank, and you just, like you would not catch the those type of fish if you're casting from the middle of the river back to the bank. You reckon? Yeah, like undercut banks and stuff like that. Like literally just putting the rod tip in the water and just just dragging the lure under, um, under like under the undercut bank and stuff like that. Um, stuff like what are the size got, of those fish? Oh, you'd be surprised. I had a big I, ones on the on the last trip I went down. Um, I had a a metery come out from under an undercut bank. We were actually looking at a lure. It was quite funny. We were because it was winter. We were discussing. I was there with me mate, and like we'd caught a few fish, and we were discussing like like why we'd had we'd had a fair few hit and hadn't hooked up, and we'd actually seen them sort of come up because we we're fishing swim baits. We were just under the surface. We'd actually watched them come up hit the lure but they were real sort of it was a real lethargic hit not like a real like aggressive hit and it like it felt different through the rod tip and you'd see him just turn on it it was like in slow motion i was like these fish are really really not that active because like the water temp i don't know what the water temps would have been but that it was middle cold. of june so it was it was cold i was like these fish are really so i was like we need to fish something like a i was saying we need like a hud huddleston 6 8 or something like that which is like a what they use like mainly in America for for bass, and they sort of creep them just like super super slow on the they bottom. Got like I had the a square tail, like the tail that that really yeah, they're called a wedge. The it's a wedge tail, so That's the them. the body sort of tracks dead straight, and the the tail doesn't matter how slow you wind it, the tail sort of just ticks side to side. Pretty cool, pretty cool bait. I need to put a bit more time into them um, in impoundments, but anyway, um, so I had a a tiny DRT tiny clash which is another six swim bait that I've just started fishing I was fishing that and I was like you just I was like you can't fish the HUD 6.8 slow enough and I was showing me mate and I was just creeping the reel I was like see this I was like you'd be surprised how much action you get out of just one of this slow with the HUD 6.8 and I was saying that my TK the tiny clash was coming I was like far out that's got a that's got a fair bit of action just doing the same thing I was like I might give this a go couple cast later and we're just watching it coming I was like geez that's money isn't it and literally along the side of an undercut bank and this, like it was a metre fish come out and it was right at my feet, come out and sort of spooked off it. I don't know if it just ran out of time. 
and we're like, holy shit, like this is it. And then three casts later, it, it creamed at three casts later and um, didn't, didn't get hooks, unfortunately. Oh, but it was God. definitely a metre fish. And then the 105, I was like, right, I'm going to start doing that. And then literally the next hole downs when I got the 105 doing the same thing. I couldn't wind the reel any, any slower just because, um, yeah, I think those fish were real lethargic because of the, the water temps. Which was pretty cool. And they were in still water, tight to the edge, sort of a resting zone. Like a, uh, yeah. That's, yeah, that sorry. I sort of, I went way off topic of the there, but. Yeah, you did went way off topic, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll bring you, I'll bring you back. Yeah, so, but was that, like a lot of the fish Was it prime small. time? No, well, depends what you call prime time. But like, um, not early or late, that was middle, like was that in slow water during those downtime periods? Was, if you're not referring to That was, to would have been one thirty. Middle of the day, yeah, yep. but on a but on a moonrise, moon, yeah, 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 um, so, and slow water, slow water, yeah, like, yeah. And you basically. were saying you like to fish your top water or anything in prime time in the moving water because that's yep. where your active fish are likely to stage looking for food. So, back yep. to what you were talking about, I fished. The, so when we fished the bidgee on the float we did, we covered 40-something Ks. We had stacks of water to cover. Yes, we had six of us in three boats. So we had you know, heaps of us casting at different logs. Yep. But my approach is very different to approach you have. But then again, if you're in a boat, you can fish this differently to the bank. I find I catch a lot more fish fishing quick and not just more fish. I probably don't catch more fish actually. That's not right. I catch a lot more big fish fishing quicker so not putting too many casts on a log and when i was younger this could be this could go when i was younger i did a lot on the river masses on the river but we literally only cast five eighth ounce spinnerbaits sometimes with an upgraded tail all we cast and we used to cast them in the slack stuff right in behind the logs on the root balls in the still stuff we rarely caught big fish occasionally not, and not that huge if we maybe threw bigger lures up there, maybe we'd, we, you know, we would have increased it. As soon as, and we've been in flood for three or four years, we haven't actually fished it properly, but as soon as we now throw big top water, big weedless plastics, and we fish the flow on the outside of the logs, big logs, like we're talking big timber because it's big water, we fish yeah. the flowing stuff, the prompts, like the top of the pool. Um, we don't put too many, like put a couple of casts in, next log, next log, next log. We cover as many logs as we can in that session to try and find one that's sitting there staged for that whole yeah. hour going, where's my food, where's my food, going where's for my the food. Act, yeah, for the active fish, yeah. In yeah, the prime you. time, if we get to the slow pool, we get to the middle of the pool, it was always heaps tougher. Like you had to put in 30 casts to get to that one sort of key spot where it was in the flow, I know that's in the right spot. The back of the log's okay. Next log, I'm in the spot. That whole retrieve, if there was a fish there, bang, I'd be on. Maybe put yep. like between two ears, one each, different two different angles, maybe a third cast. Next one, we're not moving super quick. We're still covering the log. Then when it comes midday, like we come to the, the middle of the day, you'd still get them in the flow. You'd still get them in the pools, but you just, you have to fish a bit slow, like fish a bit slower through the pools. Um, yeah. But I always find it was harder. You'd never, ever outfish in the slow stuff than you would fishing the quick stuff. The only time that slow stuff has ever fished better is in filthy flood, well, flood, but dirty water, even if it was high or low, yeah. but chocolate water. And this is for our river, could be different in other places. Yeah. When the water's filthy, you had to fish like the deadest slacker stuff. And I find it's the fact that those fish, their inhibitions are gone out the window in like 
flat out current, like where it's just hook them past them, and they don't even bother being there. They actually don't even stage there. They just go chill in the, and wait for all the, the easy food to fall, the grubs to run in off the bank, the worms, all the bait fish up shallow in the slack stuff, mooching around. I, I think that's what they do. It's happened time and time again on this river. We we go into the shallows in the slack stuff, and that's where you get your fish, but you have to be slow. Like You have to fish really slow. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I think all sort of systems are a little bit different. I think, yeah, they fishing are. like the Bidji and like that, that bigger water, especially like the Murray and that, completely different scenario to what I'm sort of fishing. Um, well, yours is similar to like, like the closest I would have come to it is when I went to Canberra and it's completely yeah, different because you pretty don't have similar like an stuff. outer bank. Like you don't have an outer, like the river depth and key spots could be anywhere. Like they literally could be on yeah. the inside bend because that's where the gorge is deep because it hasn't eroded it. Um, yeah, and we actually, similar stuff. Yeah, with grass, we had to actually slow down. Like in that stuff, yeah, it was better to slow down and really pick it apart yeah. rather than hook on through. Yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. Cool. Um, I want to touch on your <clears throat> recent video I watched from. We're getting into uh, yep. the whole love. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a few things written down as well. <laughs> on that. Uh no, just a few questions. That one of them was this life stuff. So yeah, you go. The life. Have you got any more yeah. river? While we're on the river topic, do you have anything more to add about rivers? Any questions river based or? Um, no. no like from say, my finish that from up. my experience or. Yeah. Oh no. On your notes, are any of them river questions? Just oh, so we can keep it together. No, with what it's we're talking more about, starting like to get river. into technical stuff that I wanted to talk about, like live stuff and bite windows, moon phases, that type of thing. Cool. I want to talk about moon as well. Um, yeah. So let's talk about live stuff. And then when that's done, or if it merges, it merges. We'll talk about moon, bite windows, because that's interesting. Something we've obviously paid yep. more attention to in the last eight, eight months as well. Um, Can I hit you with one first? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I don't want this to go down the wrong way, but. I've got written oh, down. You could, you, reckon, you could say anything and not offend me. I'm not someone. Do you that reckon life technology is decreasing the value of a meter cod, which, say, five years ago was sort of the what everyone wanted to achieve, um, and like the biggest achievement, they were sort of pretty hard to come by. Do you reckon the life technology's kind of taken that away when you see, say five five meter fish getting caught in a session good question and i think it's up to the angler themselves as to how they appreciate it or not because i had someone ask yep. the same question so and i think it's it's personal choice like i think it's personally up to you how you feel that fish means to you. For example, Dan caught, and I heard someone say the other day, oh, if you, any fish under a meter, no one's happy about it anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Similar part of the question. It's like, oh, it's got to be a meter. Or it's, I'm not happy. Dan caught this 65 at angle. I've never seen him be so stoked over a tiny fish just because he dropped so many. Yep. But on your topic, I think anything that happens more frequently 
So anything that happens more frequently yeah. doesn't have as much respect just yep. in general, whether it's a fish, whether it's like, you, for example, if you see your family every day, you don't appreciate them as much and it's something we shouldn't do. You don't appreciate them as much as if you've been away for three weeks and you come home and you see them. It's yep, the same way to put it. concept. You get into like a autopilot or you have a, what is it called? Uh, what's the word for it? I can't <laughs> think of the word. You got I can't me. think of the word. There's but- a phrase. There's, there's a phrase. So anyway, I believe that if you are to obviously catch a lot more in a session or a year, say 10 in a year instead of one, you don't appreciate those 10 as much, but I think you still can individually as a person if you're conscious of it. I, I myself don't think the value is any less, but some of them back in the day that I worked a lot harder for, those individual fish probably meant a lot more than some of the more recent ones. There is a lot of recent ones that mean a lot, but are more of they probably meant more back in the day, more often, like, sorry, yep. more of those ones before live meant a lot more um, just because they were a lot harder to catch. But I still appreciate every single one. Like, they, yeah. I respect them for what they are. So do I. Do you- but say you were someone that's just coming into it and you're sort of watching, like, social media all the time, and like these days, you'll like you'll jump on Instagram on a Monday morning, and it's just metery, 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 metery. Do you reckon if you're just getting into it, you're like, it's not something you'd want to sort of Achieve. pursue pursue as much, like put as much time into it because everyone's sort of doing it. It's kind of what you were saying before, like if if it's happening a lot more, there's not, I don't see the desire to want to do it. I think. Yeah. Where I'm coming from. I don't is, think like that. Yeah. I don't think like that. One. I don't want it to be, I'm not trying to be negative. No, no, <laughs> no, no. It's good. No, no it's good. Yeah. I don't think, so say if you're new to it and you see it all the time, I don't think people go, oh, it's not, I don't want to do it. I think it actually makes people want to do it more, but I think they, they don't appreciate how much effort does go into them. I think the other thing is too, if people catch one on live, right, if they were to learn it, you know, grab it, you know, set it up, figure out how to use it, learn it, put the time in, catch one. It means a lot compared to someone who maybe jumps in a boat with someone. So I could shortcut all that time. I guess that's what going with a guide is like. But like, you know, I took, for example, Matt's done a stack of trips and come with me the other day based on the trip where we'd worked out where they were, I was able to put him onto them, which is awesome because they're such a hard fish to catch. But for him, he caught this fish and I don't think it would have mattered if it was on live or not. Like it yeah. was a meter cod oh, that he's been chasing yep. so long. It was such an epic catch, but that's how he's appreciated it. And if people aren't appreciating them as much, then it's it's your own choice. But I do get what you're saying. There's more showing up. So there's more fish get caught. Therefore, they're not as rare because we've got the advancements now to catch more of them. Yep. So as a general consensus, they don't mean as much, if that makes sense. Do you reckon it scares the new the new guy coming into it away a little bit in say someone wants to get into empowerment fishing and they do you think it scares them away if they don't like they don't have the resources to have the live technology? Do you think they think they have to have it to get into it these days? Because everyone's majority of people that are catching all these fish are using live technology and they think yep. well i'm not in the same boat what's like what's the point the guys yeah what's the point of me going out and trying to do this when i just don't have 
um, the technology that the majority of the other people out here are using. I reckon heaps of people would think like that. I think heaps of people shouldn't think like that. If you yep. take, even if you take, for example, I know Curtis Parker's not new to it. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's on a road trip, you would have seen. Yeah. He's caught, a, a, he's probably put in stacks of hours, but he's caught a stack of big fish. Casting. Yeah, but Curtis is a bit different because he's, he, like, he knows he's what he's done doing. For year, yeah, he knows, knows what, what he's doing. doing. So for the oh, no, new guy coming exactly in. Right. But they still can get, like you can still catch just as many fish without it, even though they're getting a stack of pressure, which they obviously yep. are. I reckon it would scare people, but I don't think it should, if that makes yeah. sense. I would have caught more, so put it this way, I would have caught more at Blowering the last two seasons if I didn't use it. I caught one or two meter cod. I think I caught two. We would have caught way more. My average was four a year before, three or yep. four. I went to zero and one. And one of the fellas I talked to up there, he's obviously been doing it forever. He's been fishing. I ran into him the other day. He's been fishing since I started in 16 up there. And it took him a few seasons to work it out. And he got the hang of it and caught some good fish. And then it went slow for a bit. And last year, the, the year before, he picked up the live for the first couple of seasons, uh, sessions. I went, this is rubbish. Go back to fishing his normal way. He caught 10 yeah. meters for the winter. Yeah. Not looking at it. Picked it up this year. He's caught two. Yeah. Should have stuck to not using it. Yeah. But blaring's a different fishery to your Burrenjuk, your um, Mawala, definitely. Um, yeah. Even your Wyangla and your Copeton. So there are different fisheries. Yeah, I reckon it would scare people away, but I don't think it. Sh- I don't think it should. But no, if I don't you were to go sh- out, I don't right think now, I agree. I don't think it should scare people away. I've sort of like lately started going back to trying to fish without it, especially. And what's like, the still result been like? Not bad. I've been getting more fish without it than than on it. But the fish that we have been getting <coughs> have been um, smaller on average in size than than what we Previous. like you'd get if you target them with the with the live technology. Like oh, that's it's pretty easy. Yeah. Like once you use it for a bit, you can sort of tell the size of a fish, so you sort of can go yep. around and target big fish. Whereas like this time of year in winter, if I'm going out to the dams. I like to just fish like right on first light, and I'm fishing that shallow anyway. Uh, fishing that shallow that it, the live technology doesn't really benefit me anyway. I'm actually just burning time when fish are up in weed or real shallow, and you can't even see them. So that's why I've sort of gone back to fishing like that. Not like I, I actually prefer it these days, but it's kind of like a bad drive. But so do you feel? Do you, do you feel like <clears throat> you're missing out by not using it? I think we talked about it in the last podcast. Does it now annoy you that other people are out there using it or are you able to put that aside and go, this is how I'm going to fish and it doesn't yeah, matter? It's, it's, yeah, it's tough. Like for me, I don't, I don't, don't sort of worry about what other people are doing. I'd rather just fish the way I want to. It's more the fact that I think I just need to take it out of my boat if I don't. It's just so hard not to look at it if you've got it sitting there type thing. Um. Yep. Yeah. Like I think I think it's definitely eh? more. Pardon. Self control. It's tough. Yeah, it's a self control thing. Yeah, I don't. I'm not too worried about what other people do, and I. I think sometimes it can. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a tough one. Like you. Spin what about around, session like, to session? There. Yeah, session to session. Would you be like? Would you prefer to go? All right, this session I'm going to use it because I want to use it. And I want to see, see what's going on. I want to learn what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Next session, you don't use it. Or are you all-rounder? 
don't actually enjoy fishing with it anymore because of the way you fish and you're not just repetitively casting. You're kind of on the burners. Yeah, I think I'd, yeah, it, it's kind of got to that stage. Like, it's not the cod fishing I sort of come to love when I started doing it. Like, it's not the, yeah, you're just out there working a lure and you're focused on that. You're sort of focused on on a screen. Um, yep. So if you oh, catch one, it doesn't mean as much, personally. No, nah, no. But you're probably still not. I got to a, see so it. I got a, if there's a fish there, you still want to cast that. I out. got a metery the other. I was out there the other day, oh, a couple of weeks ago. I got a metery on the live tag, and then yep. got a seventy-five fish in a fish in the HUD six eight. I was talking about, yep. and that was just blind casting. And I was like, the seventy-five was cooler type thing. Yep. Like I'd, I'd so, rather catch that fish. And that's really awesome because if that, for anyone who's out there listening to this, because it's a big topic and for you as well, if that's how it is, then do it the way you want to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like fish, and you know this, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to everyone else listening. Fish the way you want to fish. Like if you don't get the same feeling out of using any technology. So, we still run around with your side scan and your sonar and your down scan to find bait and fish and stuff like that? Uh, yeah. Well, not really. I just, now that I've got all the spots, I kind of just fish the spots I, I just sort of know these days. Um, yeah. I reckon yeah. you just need to fish the way. See, for me, it doesn't take anything away from it. Yeah. I actually really like it because I love learning. There's so much to learn. There's so many different behaviors of them. We're starting to use fly now and just watching how the fly swims through the water and how they react to the fly is like blown yeah. my mind. It is crazy how they react to a fly, completely different to a lure. Watching bait movement. And what I think I actually enjoy out of it as well is learning that, grabbing that content, piecing it together in a trip report or in a video and then showing our members and go, you know, we did catch a few fish on it. So, you know, if you do go, it might not be as easy, but we've worked out that because the pressure was low, they behave like this, the bait's here, the fish are here. And for someone who doesn't have the tech new to it, yeah. it's it's information they can take and apply. Like the way your lure swims, you know, we just learned so much. Like we took weights out of the Fury and changed configurations and it swims heaps different through the water. You can figure it out, obviously, casting them. Yeah. Um, but now we know where to whack the hooks on because we know how they feed, which is obviously what you know because of a lot, which you obviously know too, and that's what the fascination with it was for the first two years. Yeah. Um, and I still see that fascination with it as well. But in summary, yeah, it, it's. I don't think people should be scared if they don't have it because I would highly recommend not getting into cod fishing, getting it straight out of the bat. If you were to no. never chase cotton impoundments and you get it and you start using it, and yes, you might catch a few here and there, but a lot don't, that's a mistake. Everyone I recommend, everyone I talk to, don't use it for two or three years. Catch the cod, work out how to catch cod, work out how to cast, work out how to fish a bank, bait, get side scan, down scan. Don't use it. Use it for yellows. Just don't use it. Then incorporate it into your fishing because if you don't understand how fish move, how fish behave, where feeding banks, what they do, how they swim around, and you just get out there and you look around, you miss that, eh? Like when you're in there yeah. and you're looking at the screen, you actually do miss a lot of what's going on around you. Yeah, but you yeah, don't. Yeah. You just scan. Like you're just like, oh, there's a fish. So half the time you don't yeah. even know what depth you're in when you catch it. Like you don't even know yeah. if you're not watching. 
especially when you're first at it. Whereas I know where we are. I sort of know where we're going to go. Even on a new lake, we side scan. You look for key features. You look for stuff that should work out. You find them. Like on the Wyangla trip, I think we've got a video coming out on it. It's about fish movement in the membership and how they move and what we found from how they move from night to day. And it was fascinating because we did the same spot morning, arvo, morning, arvo, morning. They did the yep. same thing every day, but they were in a different place in the morning to arvo, to lunch, to night. Like they traveled to different spots. And I yep. wasted wasted three sessions in a row when I should have known fishing a void bank because they were there in the afternoon, but they were gone in the morning. Yeah. And I knew where they all went because we, we found them. So we did that. We'd like film that whole spot. But anyway, yeah. um, is that what you expected answer-wise? Yeah, yeah. I just think that like what you were saying, like the new guy coming into it, not using the technology, it's going to, it just, I see it very hard for the new person doing that and then jumping on social media and seeing people bang fishing thinking, well, what's the point of me going out there and trying all this stuff? I need, I shouldn't be wasting my time. I need the, technology but i think what you're saying is right i think you got to be out like for the new person getting into it you want to you need to be out there and spend the time on the water to learn things like presentation and stuff of a lure but not looking at a screen to start with and and as you say breaking down a dam finding your structures what bait's doing where the fish are going to be at certain certain times of the day all that type of stuff but i think it's yeah, I think it'd be very hard if I was coming into it right now um, in a tinny with no sounder and then I jump, go out and fish for nothing all weekend, which I used to do a lot of, and yep. then I jump on social media and see metre cut after metre cut. I'm thinking, why am I wasting my time? <laughs> I'm trying not yeah. to be and negative. You're thinking but... about the new... And you're thinking about the yeah, new I'm thinking, person I'm thinking the new. It. I'm thinking about the new person getting into it. Like, I, yeah, I think it'd be great to get all... You know, new people, young people into the scene. Um, but, you know, young guys, it's going to be hard for them to Because the tech's not cheap. I remember that, when yeah, you were yeah. first getting it, it took, you're like, yeah, I'm getting it. But, like, it took a while to get it because it's a lot of money. Like, those boats getting around that are mm. half the price of the screen and the sounder transducer. Yeah, that bloody oath. Yeah, so it's, the boat. Yeah. But I think there was a huge advancement from just no sounder to even I got a lot out of just my old seven inch Garmin, which was sonar, because you could find bait, like you could at least see yeah. it rolling through underneath you. To if I didn't have it on the boat, I'd struggle. And then when we went to side scan, it's like, well, I can learn a lot more now. Like when you see the carp rolling through the side scan in the bay you're in, we knew to stay. Whereas if it was blank for an hour, you'd just bolt. Whereas now you can literally go in and do it in five minutes. Like it's just shortened it again. It's like what took you five sessions took you an hour to work out there was bait there. Now it takes you five minutes. So, when you look at that, that's why we catch so many because now you can actually see it live, obviously. Yeah. Um, but personally, I don't, they don't mean any less to me. And what I love is that we have the variation of the river. Like, the tech yeah. has changed the way we fish lakes, but rivers will, not like, you can chuck it in a river if you want, unless it's a big pool water. The rivers are the rivers. So, I get... I hope it doesn't. I get, <laughs> no, it won't work in a river. So, yeah. I, get, I get that... Car, you know how it's the I, I don't get to car like you know you don't you don't get to cast and set, you know but when you're in the screen you're not casting you're not seeing what's going on you're not the, yeah. the the style of fishing is completely different which it's up to you how you want to fish in a lake the rivers but does, for me so I, does a meter like say in. so does a fish out of a river does that is that more special for you than 
Oh, one yeah. out of a damn. Even before like, though, even before, even, yeah, like even before, before the tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah especially yeah. the bitch. That metery I got out of the Murray was my first river metery. I'd come that yeah. close many times, and that meant more. That was before the tech was even out. That meant yeah. that we might have been out in Garmin's, but I didn't have it. But yeah, it meant the world. If I can get one out of the Bidgey, that will top all, all of them. Mm. It, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe me meter thirty. It might not. Yeah, it would. It'd be. It's the goal. It is the goal. I'm not. If I'm, for some reason, which is I shouldn't be that old, but if I'm getting that old at the point, I'll dedicate weeks on the river when it's starting to get to. Scary time of life if I haven't caught one yet out of the That's good. That's good. That's what you want. You want to... Do the river meteries mean as much to you as impoundment or they were on par back in the day? Mm, Probably when I started, probably on... Yeah, uh, probably on par when I started. Because it wasn't... When I sort of started getting... It wasn't like catching... Like I spent a lot of time fishing the impounds before I got a metery out of an impoundment as well. So it wasn't like it was, it wasn't, and it took a while. The guys that were doing it sort of were either quiet or it, like it just wasn't a big thing on social media. Like you, there wasn't big, big fish getting caught constantly. So it wasn't yeah. a big thing. But definitely when I started fit, like getting right into the impound stuff, like before um, the live tech come about and, and you start to put patterns together, you could consistently catch big fish. Then the river fish definitely um, yeah. like were a bit more special. But yeah, at the start, probably they were on par. But yeah, I think, yeah, river fit, like, yeah, completely different. Completely different. They're, and they're fish. wild too. Like, it's just, yeah, fish. it's a cool thing. Yeah. Wild river fish. They're just, they, they, they have that own special. And, but that's, that's my personal opinion. Someone else listening yeah. might be like, nah, I love my damn fish. Well, awesome. That we, yeah, we respect them all. Like, it's a cod. I look after it still. It's not that it don't look after it. It's not special. Um, yeah. But I still think I still think with the tech, I, I love the learning, but the fishing's still tough. Like I've done three fishless trips to Blaring. Jimmy did – he did a ridiculous amount. And he did five since we got back to Wyangla. He did five in a row for nothing and then got two fish um, getting on the yeah. fly. And he's the same. He's What he said to me with the tech question was why, what about – polarized sunnies in the world of chasing trout like he and it's it's a completely different ball game but he said yeah. trout if i didn't have a pair of polarized sunnies there's no way i could fly fish for him and sight fish for him like i do is but now we've got the screen now we can sight fish for cod he looks at a sight fish for cod because he loves trout fishing sight fishing it's like yeah, yeah. the same but cod so he's just yeah. all over it yeah but y- your question was more about them getting caught more yeah not the style it of fishing because everyone Everyone has their own way of fishing, and the style of fishing is personal choice. Um, yeah, it's just the more of get onto your video that you made the other day about the still live, but moving on the splash situation. You made a comment about they associate the splash and boat noise with getting caught, that yep. or getting you know being not natural. It's obviously not natural. They spook. I only think they associate with it if they get hooked. I don't know about you, but you could splash oh, around think... a fish all day. If it hasn't been caught, it doesn't know that that means it's going to get caught. It only means, oh, I'm going to spook, like because that's not. Yeah, normal. but I say it as a in the instance that if you've splashed around a fish all the time, and then you're also jumping around in a in a boat, and they can hear boat noise, sound of ping, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, sound of ping tra- from the transducer, electric motor. 
So they hear that that stuff going on, but then they're also yep. getting peppered by with Lewis. A, like a Lewis splash. That I reckon yep. then they can associate the two together. But right, I when if you're you like the someone can be real stealthy, but once a Lewis starts landing on a fish's head, about like, nah, this has happened before, and I know that there's something that there's something in the area that shouldn't be here because it's happened before. And you reckon like, they they'll can, they do can that pattern it. even if it hasn't been caught? Yeah, I reckon they can. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon they're I reckon they're smarter than what we give them credit for. The splashing spooks them because it's like yeah. they go splash, splash, splash. They go, this is not normal. Like I'm spooked, yeah. but I don't know. They don't associate that with being caught unless they've been caught, which a lot. No, of but I think I, they associate it with with danger or something that shouldn't be in their area is in their area. Yep, That's I agree I that. But yep. like with the Lewis splash, like when. The live tech when we first started using it a few years ago, the lure splash. I caught so many fish off landing a lure close to a fish, and the fish would actually come up and just eat. The lure really, out of instinct from the lure splash. Nowadays, yeah. that like that is very rare that that'll happen these days. It'll actually, if you land it on a fish's head, it'll spook them. Like we had the the live tech pretty early on before, like it sort of like everyone started really getting into it. So I think like. Yeah, once everyone started doing it, I think they learned pretty quick that, that the Lewis splash isn't a good thing. Yeah. It's not, it's not a bird never, on I don't think I've ever caught one on a Lewis splash. Even, uh, I didn't have it super early. You had it before I did. Blaring, even back in the day, you'd never catch a blaring fish at the start of your retrieve. It was always halfway yep. through. So they didn't. They never responded. So anyway, personally, I never had them. I, wouldn't, I never put one on a fish's head to start with just because I thought it's half not natural. Like, yeah. unless they were carp jumping, those lures aren't natural anyway. Um, what's your What's your thoughts on it recently fishing? Are you finding the fish are spookier? You're not catching as many on the live as you used to? Or if you know what you're doing, you have the right presentation, you work out what they're doing on the day, you cast far enough away, you can still have pretty good success from where you've... Or you haven't been... Have you been out enough? Not... Not enough. Like I, I haven't been. I've been doing it. A, like I don't know. I go through phases with it. Like I'll do a couple of days a week, and then I won't go for a couple of weeks type thing. And then I'll get back into it. Like I haven't been for two or three weeks now. But I'll yeah, yeah I'll go through phases with it. But yeah, I don't. I haven't been doing it consistently enough. Like I haven't been catching like many fish to be honest. Like I've been struggling. Yeah. Definitely struggling with the live, or just cast, with the just live. going back well, to fishing the way you used to. Yeah, well, as I said, like we were, like this season, we've caught more off the screen than on it. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, I think the guys that are, um, like, innovating and, and doing different stuff, they're they're continuing to catch a lot of fish on it. But I think you've got to continue to to change. Like you can't. I don't think the same presentation. Is going to continue to work for for like seasons on seasons type thing. I think, yeah, finding new approaches, just simple stuff like like where, how far above the fish you retrieve a lure, how far past a fish you cast the lure, how far away your boat is from the lure, or yeah, just all little things like that. Um, it's the same as what happens at Windermere with the yellows. 
because yeah. there's that many yellows, they just get pepper. It's like a it's like a process that they go off that lure after three years and then on to the next lure and then on to the next one. It's just gonna happen quicker because they're cod, they're smarter, and we can yep. see them now. So the lures are going past them. So they're gonna do the same thing. Have you been throwing swim baits at them? Yeah, yeah. Because one thing I noticed is swim baits are a no go lately in most places. Oh, it's like hard swim bait. Like I take swim baits. Yeah, hard ones. Because- uh, yeah, a bit of both, but yeah, I've definitely gone away from the from the hard swim baits. Yeah, I think they get thrown away too much. Just yeah, there's from what I've seen the, the they, noise. Yeah, especially not, the the plastic, like the plastic produced stuff. I think there's definitely an argument for like resin baits that I think they could go well, but there's not they're hard to sort of come by. There's not a lot out there. Bull shads. You mean the Probably solid the ones? One. Yeah, like a resin poured bait, not a plastic, plastic yep. mass produced sort of bait. Um, yeah, that's like that's the type of thing that I'm sort of wanna um, get into more. Is like I follow like the bass scene over in America, like the trophy bass scene, swim baiting bass scene over in America, and a fair bit, and like the the garage builders over there that just make baits, like. A lot of majority resin based baits. Um, yeah, I want to start getting important stuff like that from from over there and, and using those lures on them. More some to some part, I think it'll be because it'll be more effective, but also just the method yep. of of catching the fish. I think it'd be pretty yep. cool. Like I'm at the stage now where I I've got sort of I want to get sick lures and I want to catch fish on them type thing. Yes. Like I yeah yeah like I don't want to go catch another fish like a, I know I can catch lure. a fish on a gantrel or something like I want to try something new that's yeah. the type of, like sort of the stage I'm at with the empowerment type of thing um, well I've been like that cool. it's always been like, like we used to be like that too we used to go right we caught one on that on the trip you cut that off and you go right yeah. let's pick up this or a top water or something else um, yeah have you got any more questions on that on your notepad based on I do that can I just grab another beer conversation yeah, I just grab, I'll just grab a beer. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're you're beard up, mate. I'm good, mate. Got myself a what nice. What are you drinking? Old. Uh, it's a stout. I've get, been getting right into me dark beers lately. When it's what? freezing, dark beers, like dark, yeah, right. dark ales, yep. like kind of like a two years old or a Guinness. But yeah, it's a stout. It's I think I just had a look down. It's one point eight standard drink. So if I start talking left-handed Japanese. That's why. Um, on what we we're talking about, because I think you said you've got another question on the live stuff. I think, you know how you said that the fish spook and I was talking to you before we jumped on about that big one that Jimmy caught, that 127, and we ran a plastic over and it followed. Then we ran a swim bat over it and it looked at it and then we put a fly at it and it ate. You were saying you thought that fish would know things are up and it wouldn't eat, like it would clue on. To what's going yeah, on? Yeah, I would have, I would have thought after it seen two wheels, it'd be like, nah, something's not right. I've given up on it. On that concept, if a fish looks, it's usually hungry, but that one would probably never eat a swim bait or a plastic in its life because it's probably been caught on them before because it knows it's smart. It's one twenty seven. It's been here longer than me. 
It knows what's going on. The fly obviously fooled it, but if they look and they follow, they're keen because we'll chase them and they'll be like in an active mood. You can, By the time you're watching for two minutes, you know if they're feeding. If you chuck one at it and it spooks straight away, well, it knows what it's not feeding to start with. So on what you were saying about people getting into this and, and struggling with getting into it, I think not to be scared because I think like 80% of the fish most of the time are inactive. So those ones aren't going to eat anyway. And if they're in, and they're the ones that spook. And if they're in like a 17% bracket we talk about, it's like an 80, 17, 3, 3% are dumb and will eat anything. They're like, that switched on. They'll they'll yeah. chase the splash. They're the ones that yeah. little splashes, yeah, yeah, they yeah. race up and eat. You got a 17%, which is sort of keen and switched on and feeding at that time. They're the ones you can fool. And I think you can still fool them even you know they've had that much pressure they're actually keen so sort of that example there we just had to have the right lure like if we have one turn for a swim bait and not eat i will pursue it for as long as it's easy enough to pursue with a plastic and possibly a third lure and then i'll be like no no we'll let him go he knows um, yeah yeah that was do you think I'd add that. do you reckon that's educating the fish i that- don't believe that they are learning unless they get caught. So I reckon if they've been caught, they associate boat noise, splash, lure going over their head with getting caught. So if they've that 127 has been caught before, he has been caught on a plastic or a swim bait or he's been around for that long, he knows that that's not real. He's obviously seen yep. splashes. Everyone's fish blam for years, for since 15 in the winter. So he's seen lures. <coughs> but... Uh, I, I think they're that smart that they actually know the lure is not real. So you've got to catch them in that time of low light or prime time or when they're really hungry so they actually eat it because it's not real to start yeah. with. Like it's not even real food. Whereas when they're those ones that race up to a splash or turn around and just jam it, they're not even thinking. They go food, bang, eat. So yeah. I don't think that fish was learning in that moment. I think he knew that it wasn't real. Whether he knew there's a boat there, I don't know if they understand. They know that what's happening in front of them isn't real and they know that the boat is not natural if they can hear it, but he didn't know the boat was there. He swam. He didn't know the boat was there because it was glass and if a fish is within 15 meters of my boat, we do not talk, we do not step, we do not move the pole, we do not move or we move the pole, but we don't make sound. He followed the plastic swam under the boat like he was literally it was only three four meters deep three and a half meters deep so he was a meter and a half from the hull of the boat he swam under the boat swam out the other side of the boat i waited for 20 20 meters then i just turned the boat we put the next cast at him with the battalion that's when he looked at it didn't eat it and then he ate the fly he's literally under the boat two minutes prior i don't think that stops them feeding if they know the boat's there because yeah so he definitely knew the boat was there I think it'd be I, stupid he, not he, to. Yeah, he definitely knew the boat was there. Because they know oh, okay. when stuff's about. But does he know it's yeah. a boat? How, why is it not well, a Well, maybe he just log? associates the boat and your presentation of the fly has just got him that good where he's like just for, not worried about the boat being there. He thinks, no, that's real. I'm not going to waste the opportunity to eat that. Well, we do that with plastics the all the time, even. You just got to get the right cast on them. They'll swim under the boat. Yeah. They don't even take notice of the boat. If you go bang on the boat and spook them, they'll go boof. But how do they? How does he know it's a boat? How does he not know it's a big floater? There's floaters up there. Logs roll in all the time. How does he know it was? It was a new moon as well, which helps us. So there was no light cast, but there's still a yeah. tiny bit of horizon light, starlight maybe. How does he know it's not a log? Uh, any type of noise from the boat. 
Sona pings, stuff like that. Yeah, I know. I yeah, think I, I, definitely, definitely the quieter the the quieter you can be would mask. We were silent. Of, yeah. If we make any noise in that fifteen meter zone, it's, it's game over. Yeah. They, they, then they don't eat. I, so back onto what you were saying about educating them. If we make a sound within the ten meter to fifteen meter, and we make a noise, electric motor noise. He catches onto us, then he probably won't eat. So that fish might not have eaten the eaten the fly. It's hard because you can't test the same scenario. Like I wish I could spook that fish, then see if he'll eat, and then yeah, replay that yep. again. But you, you can't. But if we had a spook, if we had made a noise in that ten meter, I believe he wouldn't have eaten. If we made an unnatural noise, yep. I, he knew we were there. I don't know if he knew we were a boat that was casting that presentation. Who's that big though? That those fish don't really spook. They kind of own the waterway. Like I've never seen yeah, them go scared. boom on me out of here. They just cruise around and go, I know you're there. Just not gonna not gonna, you know. If he I reckon if he knew we were a boat, he wouldn't have looked at the plastic or the battalion. He would have just gone head down straight away. But he looked up as if to eat it and went, No, it's not real. Does that make yep. sense? That's yep. why we kept going him. If he had gone, No, bugger off. I would have left Give him. Up. Um, have you heard me talk about summer cod and that trolling technique that we use when we troll around all the boats? Yeah. Yeah. So they, like, at, like with the skis and stuff. Yep. We troll around the ski yeah. boats. Yeah. So this, and they, we went out they in must, New Year's. Sorry. We couldn't catch a fish from first light. Ski boats come out at midday because everyone was drunk. Like it was the worst day to do it. Like worst day. We're like, where is everyone? And mate goes, it was New Year's Day today. I'm like... Well, we're just going to hang around till lunch. Went to a bank that they all started up on. First run, hit. Second run, hit. Third run, fish. Next run, hit. In summer, yeah. they associate the boat noise with food because it washes the banks. They get the food. They feed. They don't associate that with getting caught because they never get caught. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the same concept but different again. So what were you going to say? Do you reckon over the last – do you reckon it's getting tougher Fishing with live technology. Uh, like, do you reckon uh, the fish? Do you reckon the fish are getting smarter? So, Mawala definitely. Mawala is definite, hundred um, percent. Everywhere else, yes, they're getting smarter. But I'm able. I feel like with what we know and how we approach it and how we fish, you've got to know how to do it. Though, if you don't get the quiet right, the presentation right, the retrieve right. They were probably easier to catch with those things being a little bit wrong to start with. But personally, I haven't noticed it being slower. Um, unless you get to, say, we, at Burrenjuk, if you go there at the end of winter, it's tougher than the start of winter. But that was the same before live. Like if you went yeah. end of winter, it was never as good as the start of winter. But now it's even tougher again. Like they're spooky. Like right now, they're really spooky at Burrenjuk. But if we get, when we get there next May, next June, they'll be on again. Well, they have been each winter. They're definitely getting yeah. smarter. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think well, I think they're getting a lot smarter. I reckon when we first started, say two or three years ago, with the live technology, you could they were a lot easier to catch, and a lot less people were doing it. So, and a lot like majority of people were catching fish. Now, like I don't know, seventy percent of boats out there fishing on impoundments nowadays have probably got live technology. And not a lot of people are catching fish. Like it's, like I say it all the time, but it's like the 10% of the anglers catch 90% of the fish. 
and I, yeah, I think that's I think definitely happening of the now. I think know how to use I, it. That yeah, that's well. what I mean. That's like they're thing. doing the right things to catch the more the majority of the fish, which I think is skewing the results. Right, like I think that it's actually getting a lot tougher, personally, for the yeah, for no, the average is. for the average Joe Blow. And I think yeah, I... my opinion is that the the live technology is rapidly educating the fish because they're seeing more lures, they're getting caught more often, which makes it which makes it a harder game as a whole yeah. because the fish are getting educated. That's I my agree. opinion. And I think we're still yeah, in the yeah. golden like that golden period at the moment where um there's still a heap of fish that probably haven't been caught yet. But uh, I'm very interested to see what it's like in, you know, three, three or four years, years or down the track. Five years? Yeah. I reckon it'll be the same. Be... I reckon it'll be the same because I reckon when they're in a feeding mood, that let's talk about that 15%, they make mistakes. Hocko's yeah. caught the same meter 14 four times on the exact same lure. That's one of the 3% fish. Yeah, that's one of those fish. But he's in that <laughs> mode. Like, he gets him at the right time. I think they'll keep yeah. making the same mistake. I reckon you're right. I reckon we've definitely educated them quicker because we did the same thing when we started throwing plastics at Blaring. When you get up, when we got up there in 14, 15, 16, no one was doing it. There was not a boat in sight. We were the only boat out there for the first two years and we would get three to four hits a morning, every yep. single morning. We would get hits. On the plastics, you'd get a hit. We dropped all yep. of them because the hooks were wrong. We've learned that. We, we stuck a couple for the year. But we would have stuck 15 to 20 meters that winter if we were throwing them with swinging hooks. We dropped them all by three. But heaps of hits, all meters, all big fish. It only took two seasons. They, all sl- they, they got slower. So 16, they were good. 15, they were incredible because we got the tail end of it. 16, they were amazing. 17, they were pretty good, but they were tougher in August. 18, it was a lot tougher. 19, really tough. So why do you reckon that that drop-off was? They just, everyone was doing it. So they seen all the plastics. They're all getting caught on plastics. Everyone's fishing the same spots because they see where that person caught the fish. It's pressure. But that was without, yep. That was without the live technology. It was the same as Windermere. Yeah, yeah. But now with the the technology, so this is what I was saying in that YouTube video is without the technology, you're just blind casting and every now and again, a lure would go past a fish's face and it might eat yep. it. Now, yep. with all the live technology, a lot of guys aren't even casting unless it's at a fish. So now, yep. 100% of the time when someone's like, it's a lure has gone past a fish's face. So it's not the yep. off chance that a blind cast goes past. Now, it's whenever someone sees a fish, it's getting a lure thrown at it. So I just think, yeah, it's just they will learn quicker. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It, it rapidly increases their learning because it's happening so often to them. Mm-hmm. I agree with but that. I do they, agree as well. It, like the guys that continue to adapt and innovate. do different stuff, like the Windermere example you're saying, will be the ones that continue to catch fish. And that's why I reckon, like anyone that's sort of getting into it or is in it at the moment, needs to continue to think outside the box and do stuff that's different to what everyone else is doing to continue to catch a fish. Like there's always mm-hmm. going to be the opportunity to catch. There's always going to be the fish. There's, there's going to be more and more fish in the in the water going forward with all the stockings and catch and release and that type of stuff. There's always going to be more fish. And so it's going to be, there's always going to be great opportunity. But I think for the guy doing the same, like the, 
the majority of guys doing the same thing, it's going to be hard. It's going to get harder for them if you're not thinking outside the box and doing doing different stuff. Yep, I think you're spot on, hundred yeah. percent. They they learn <clears throat> they learnt like this before. They're learning like this now, hundred yeah. percent. They have to be, but I don't think they're learning every time the lure goes over their head. I think they only learn when they get caught. So those blaring fish learnt when they got caught on those plastics. If they didn't get caught, they didn't learn. Now yeah. they learn when they get caught. The other thing though is if we had have not been outside of the box back then, you won't catch them fish. I think that innovation thing is something as an angler, if you want to stand out, if you want to catch more fish, live tech or not, you have to be doing different things anyway. Like yeah. it was a spinnerbait hard body era and we started throwing soft plastics. It's when people start throwing top water at Copeton. It's a new era. Bang, they're on again. If we start throwing different things, fish differently, I still think the fish will flow. And like you said, the the tough thing is if you don't have, if you've got the live tech, I think you'll be able to continually catch them if you innovate and fish, fish new things and change and really understand fish behavior. That's why you've yep. got to learn how to fish for them or not even learn how to fish from, but learn from other people, absorb as much as you can and learn their behavior before you get the live. And then if you don't have the live, there's still a chunk of fish on every session that will make a mistake. Yeah. I think it's not all super sad. No, I don't think it's super sad. I think the opportunities in the future, the opportunity is going to be greater than what it is now to catch fish. But I think it's going to, I think, the percentage of people catching the majority of the fish will get smaller and they'll catch more and more. I just reckon guys right. are thinking yep. outside the box, they'll be catching. So you know how you which said- is, um, It's already happening now. You know how you said, so you're saying that the 10% to the 90% in 2016, yep. you're saying the 90% will get left over here and the 10% will be catching way more going forward. I think it'll go to 5 to 95 type thing. So 5% of the people, 5% of the angles will start catching 95% of the fish. On that, what's if we go back to you saying when you jump on social media, you're seeing everyone catching heaps of fish. Mm-hmm. I think the live actually is allowing people to catch more fish more often. So I think it's actually changing that gap in reverse, if that makes sense as well. I think it's not, yeah, I think it's making it easier for people, not easier, but more common to catch those bigger fish with the live it's the people without the live that may get left but may it just depends yeah. how you fish depends yeah. how you fish yeah i would go to blaring if you want if you want to go somewhere the live you don't even need it no worry about it Mawala will be tough unless you're catching small we're just talking meter cod anything under 70 this is not a con we're not it's not relevant right you're just talking about those trophy fish yeah 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 because the small fish don't get peppered, really. Like, they don't. Nah. I catch, yeah. You don't see them. People don't fish from them. They hide really well. So, my whaler is obviously going to be really tough because it just gets hammered. But there's a lot of fish in there. Blaring, you go to Blaring or Wyangler. Like, we were at Wyangler last year and we didn't catch anything on live. We were there this year. We caught a lot of them on live, but it's because it was a super low barometer. They were all wider. I believe if we went there, I could be wrong because the conditions are different, but you go there on a high barometer, they're up shallow again, you'd still get them yep. off off it. A season to season. I don't know. Last year, we couldn't catch a single thing on it. So we just fished without it because they're in a meter of water. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. Anyway, 
it's a it's a discussion. I think we've covered it well, but I reckon we should come back, even if you're not fishing or one of us is half <laughs> dead, in five years' time and just see where we're at and see if the cod world has gone that super tough, not rivers, but this impoundment scene, or if it's still on the same sort of consistency, or if you cannot catch them unless you're throwing something completely different like chicken or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was my next question was – do you see a world where it goes back to be more effective blind casting than on live technology? I know that like, there's that examples like Y Angler, but like as a whole for the Murray Cod scene, can you see like at the moment right now, it's definitely there's definitely more fish getting caught with live technology than blind casting. Can you see it flipping back around? No. Not 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 as an overall. Not as a summer, winter, autumn, you know. Every lake yeah. combined, no. Some scenarios, you've got to know, you've got to judge as an angler. Like we worked it out really quick at one angler last year to turn it off. It took us two sessions. We went, it's done. I didn't even turn it on. I just ran me side scan, I think. Like yeah. I just, we just cut it. Yeah, that's... Um, you got to, you got to assess that. Like you got to be quick to understand. And this year we did it. Like we fished the edge, fished the edge. I was like, this is, this is not happening. And then one of the boys got on live I was like, right, I will give it a go. And then we did that and caught a couple and then back at camp. It helps when you've got 16 blokes. Go back to camp and they go, yeah, we didn't get anything, but we got a cup one and then we yeah. just used it and then we worked that yeah. out. I think some scenarios, it will work. Winter more so. Summer, summer, big cod in summer. I don't even chase them because they die. Like they, they yeah. don't like it. I only chase them shallower than seven and most of those fish are smaller. And it's not really something I really use that much. It's... Mawaila, yes. Um, you got to be, and for everyone listening, don't fish for fish deeper than eight meters ever, but especially in summer, like it's not good. That's when fish are going to start dying, which never used to die, just be, for us to have, catch a fish. That's where live tech's probably more scary is people killing fish are in 10 or 12, 14, 16 meters in summer because there's yep. no way it's surviving deeper than 10. We never used to troll deeper than seven in summer. Um, so be careful with that. It's not a sport. So really, the live tech only comes into my game outside of yellows. You know, we use it for yellows. Um, and I have no yellows use it and it doesn't affect the catch at all because catching them on that is if just insanely fun because you just catch them way more yellows and that's just fun. Um, yeah, I'd agree love, with that. And you I'd, shake the edge. Yeah, yeah like, I'd agree. Like yellow belly fishing in like timber or above fish with the yep. live tech has actually made it a lot more enjoyable than what yeah. fish and timber before was. Family into it, kids into it, anyone yeah. into it. But we don't have we don't have that respect for them like we do cod. You notice this conversation is not around yellows and yeah. no one cares. No one goes, yeah. oh, you got 60 on live. It's like, well, good job. Yeah. The <laughs> not just our conversation. I'm yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. the world conversation. The general. Yep. Is, oh, it's live. It's a cod on live. Like, good mm. on you. That's because it's because the, the the respect for these fish is so much greater that yeah. they're such a tough fish to catch. And if someone can just go out and do it now, it's not fair. I don't know if it's a an ego thing or not fair. But for me, it, I don't know why. Not the conversation we're having. The greater negativity around it. It's it's I don't get it. Like I don't get it because just because it's a cod doesn't happen with yellows. Why does it happen with cod? It, I think it's personal yep. choice on how we fish. Um. I forgot what I was saying. I did a you um, oh. about the yellow situation. What was your question? Um, 
Well, the last question was if it would go back to being more. Oh yeah, no. Was it, what were we talking about then? Um, um, oh, you've lost me now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's that's got the to, concept. But yeah, it, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't happen with yellows. So uh, uh, yeah, it's fun with yellows. Oh, that's right. You said um, would yeah would we would we still be catching them? I don't. Back to that question. We're back to it now. I remembered. Yeah. I think it's more effective to fish with live tech. Yes, as a general rule. And it always will be, always will be, um, for catching more and bigger cod. I don't think it's effective for small cod. I think it will be for cod. One, because you can fish yep. for Adam. You can learn. You can quickly figure out if banks are productive or not. Um, I think it will always fish better as a general rule, but you have to be observant enough to go, it's not working, they're shallow, the water's too dirty, X, Y, Z. Keep moving on. Like at my angler, you would. Oh, yeah, the video's done. I've got to put it up. The next something going up Tuesday. Epic yeah. video. We didn't see the eats. We had to understand the sink rate of our lure and guess. So you literally go fish sort of out there. Count your lure down. Right, that should roll at about that height. Roll it through. Keep it. Roll it. Roll it. Roll it. And bang. Yeah. Something like that. Like you didn't see nothing. Just make out a mark. If you don't know the sink rate of your lure, you don't know how quick it rises in the water column when you wind, you'd be at the wrong depth. So it's kind of, yep. you got to change how you fish. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That video will be good, actually. Looking forward to that. Yeah, it's a good one. It's got lots of um, banter in it, which is awesome. Chris busted off. Oh, never been so brutal. I shouldn't laugh, but wait till you watch it. He, he got snapped off. Uh, sort of first it's like oh no and then every time I watch it since I just lose it. I've never seen a rod go <laughs> crack so hard and have a listen the timing of a kookaburra was to the second as it broke <laughs> literally best oh, timing ever <laughs> so good um, is that your live because they were the same um, yeah, have you got anything? You. have you got anything else you want to ask not on it? live not online. I'm actually I just think, checking the score on the cricket real quick. <laughs> I think everyone needs to um, respect everyone else um, on that topic. Enjoy it for what you feel it's for. If you think that it's downgrading your respect for catching that fish, don't do it yourself. For me, it doesn't do that. Like I got a big one at Wyangle. That was the only one I caught for the trip. It was insane moment. Like so so much respect for that fish in that moment and what that allowed me to do I may have ended up if it was any other trip I may have ended up catching a lot more fish but I sort of sat back and I, I helped other mates get onto fish like I got you know Graham got onto a fish I took Matt out and he got onto a big fish Chris got busted off on a big fish I'm kind of sharing that remember back in the day you'd catch one and you both stand up again boom you get another one like I find I'm actually catching yeah. less fish now because and, and it, it's not about I'm able to give people, well, not give, but help people achieve these experiences. And like you said, it's 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 possibly taking out a lot of the hard work because because I can see what's going on. I can explain what to do. Whereas when you're fishing side by side with someone, you kind of don't know if their lure is deep enough, or if they let it sink long enough, or if they're doing it yeah. right. Or so I feel like I've actually probably caught less on each session, but mates are experiencing things that they've never had to got to experience before, which to me is incredible. So I look at it that way and it's sometimes it makes fishing better. It does. It makes fishing better in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So you look at it. Um, moving on. Uh, let's uh, talk about uh, bite periods, bite windows, moon phase, unless you've had enough of talking to me because 
I actually didn't um, think we'd have that much to talk about this time, but we're actually going to beat <laughs> our record. I just had a look then. It's already an hour and a half or something, isn't it? Yes. Yes. That's all right. Everyone <laughs> loves these chats. Um, it's, yeah, it's hopefully wherever anyone's... Ch- yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, we won't talk about that stuff for that long, but we did. <laughs> um, go on the... If you actually wrote exactly what you want to talk about on the moon, but what's your nah, opinion on... I want to hear... I The moon's always interest me but I've never sort of looked too much into it. Like, I, I've never been able Sound to like me going two years ago. Yeah, but I'm nowadays I'm starting to think it's possibly the main the main contributor to, to when fish um, turn on and off. Um, Why is yeah, that? Yeah, what's your opinion on that? Would you agree? Um, I know you're a big barometric pressure guy, but I, I personally, from looking back at it now, I think... I think the moon plays more of a part than the pressure. Yeah, I wouldn't deny that only because I haven't dived into it enough. I'm huge on pressure, huge on yeah. pressure, um, especially for impoundments, not for rivers. Rivers, you will have yeah. a better session on a high pressure, pressure than a low pressure overall, but you're still going to catch fish because you're putting the lure on their face. Impoundments, on the other hand, oh, now we're putting lures on their face. Impoundments, <laughs> without putting lures on their face, they have to travel to eat the lure. So they don't want to move on a low pressure. That's why we caught the fish at Wyangla because we put them on their head. They had to be close. They weren't moving to eat. They would not move two meters to eat on that trip. Yeah. Had to be close because it was low pressure. They're, they're not happy. If it was close, yep. they'll go, yeah, I'll grab it. Not close, not worth it. There's so much food around. I'm not going to bother. I'll just wait for the next one to come past. That's pressure, but that's pressure is day to day. Moon, moon. you've got, we just wrote an article in the membership as an overview of the three factors of the moon. One is um, the light, so the physical light. The second one is the day, daily cycle. And the third one is the monthly cycle. So the daily cycle mm-hmm. is above, below, rise, set. Month monthly cycle is new to full to new. Um, they're all three different factors. What have you noticed about the moon? More from a daily cycle or more from a monthly cycle as a big impact? Um. Well, I. Or what interests you the most? What's What's the thing that's got it's your? It's just the saloon, like the bite windows through the salooner period that's got me most. In daily? So I never or, really sorry. So like, like your moon daily? rise, your moon Yeah. Every day, yeah. But your daily ones. Daily ones, but also um as a cycle. So I might I've got I I actually I've got this from I think we talked about it last time, but I've got this twenty nineteen and twenty twenty empowerment season that I actually kept Wrote in everything an Excel down. Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. And I so I I documented everything and I had I had sixty five sessions on the empowerments in that season. Oof, and, that's a lot for three hundred sixty five days. Well, not that many because it was only sixty five sessions from the first of December to the end of Ju- July. I didn't actually fish in August. So like two hundred seventy, so two hundred two hundred forty days, two hundred fifty days. Yeah, that's when I was like, that's a lot of fishing. Proper, proper addicted to it. <laughs> Yep, and how many um, fish you catch? Uh, don't know. I've got it. Well, um, 
let me just add this up. <laughs> 54, and nearly the same amount, just under 64, I think it was. Right. So and I've what's got your pattern. Well, so I never, I tried to pattern everything, and I couldn't pattern anything back then when I did it. So this is going back three, three and a half years now, and I couldn't pattern anything like to do with pressure. Um, and the moon that I was looking at, I couldn't really pattern anything with it there, then. But only recently, from a few sessions I've had this year, and I've had uh, two really good river sessions that have been on the lead up to the full moon. So both three days before the full moon, like yep, completely different to like out of the out of the norm, like really good fishing. So then yep. I jumped back, and last year at Wyangla, uh, might have been the year before. Yeah, two years ago at Wyangla, we had a trip out there that was we caught a heap heap of fish like for an impoundment. Like we caught, I think we caught uh, nine fish between two of us in an overnighter out there. And I know another Jeez. another group of people out there and caught like a lot more on the same weekend. So I was like, let yep. me have a look at that. So I went back and looked at the dates for that, and it was two days before the full moon. Yep. And then I went back and looked at some of my other previous good river sessions where, like, out of the ordinary results, better than average results come past. And that's the beauty of Instagram and stuff like social media and also <laughs> phone posts. You can actually look at the dates and go back. And it's amazing. Nearly every, I think, seven out of the eight good days like that were all lead up, lead up to the full moon within one to five days before the full moon. And what so, was your one other session that didn't line up? Where was that? I had I have one session the day before the full moon that we didn't actually catch a thing. And did you have so a session that, out of your seven that were good sessions? Where was the other good one? Just somewhere else throughout the year? Or that's not what you said? Sorry, I'm not nah, that. No, nah, I was just saying that there were those seven were like really good sessions compared to the average. I caught a lot of fish yep. in those sessions. There wasn't a time, like they've been winter, summer, they've been all like there's, it's sort of all over the, like there's different barometric pressures, there's, everything's sort of different. The only thing that's constant is the the moon. The phase. lead up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's the main finding from it is all lead up. Lead up to the moon. So then I jump after like sort of light bulb, like shit, this is something. I went back and jumped into this database I haven't looked at for three years and thought, all right, I'll go back through and see if I can find something with the moon, the stage at the moon, like the percentage of the moon to the fishing sessions. So I'll just, I'll just quickly run through some numbers. I just wrote them down today. So go. I'm glad you did some, how do you say, uh, waxing, some, some how, do you say how do you say gibbous? Is it gibbous or the I moon is. site? Is it gibbous or gibbous? Gibbous. Yeah, that gibbous. one. I don't know. I don't have a problem. I'm going to say gibbous. But so, well, for those that don't know, there's... Favourite part your... Favorite part of the podcast. We both have no idea how to say it. <laughs> I've actually never heard anyone say it. But you've got... So you've got your new... Like your moon, you've got your new moon. Then you've got your, your waxing crescent. First, it's first quarter. Call it a first yeah, quarter. Which is... Yeah, full, so that's your waxing crescent. So if, third, it's wax, if the moon's third. waxing, it's growing. If it's waning, it's coming back down. So you got yeah, first quarter's waxing crescent. Second quarter is your lead up to your full, which is your waxing gibbous. Then your third quarter, so 
is your waning gibbous, so it's coming back from 100% down to 50. And then your last quarter is your waning crescent, so it's 50% back to your new moon. So my waxing crescent, I did 24 sessions. Is that so for for people who just got a complete mind boggle? Because I'm, yeah. I just did. So we'll call it first. Like first, second, third, fourth. Okay. So first yep. is coming out of the new, which is what the order is. Yeah. Yep. So yep. first is like new uh, from a new yep. moon. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter is all the way back to. So your second quarter is a lead up to your full. Yep. Go. So first so quarter, twenty four sessions. So I had not. I had sorry. I had six six sessions out of these sixty five sessions that were either new moon or full moon that I left out. So, oh yeah. They you were, left there out? There wasn't anything. I didn't, I, I found results. I caught a couple of fish, but there was nothing sort of good or bad about the new or the full so wait, moon the 26, day of. 26 sessions out of your 60 you're leaving out? No, six. Six. Six, six. sessions. Right. I was going to say, so if you 50... did 26 sessions on a new and a full, surely you worked it out that it sucked. <laughs> No, 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 six. So yep. there's 59 okay. sessions to go off here. Okay. So 24 sessions uh, on the first quarter, 13 of the 24, there was a fish caught, and I only caught 15 fish. 13 Waxing. of the 24, 13 of the 24. Yep. 13 fish? No, 13 sessions. 13, so 13 sessions a fish was caught out of the 24, but there was only yep. 15 fish. So two sessions, I caught 15. two fish or, yeah. Yep. And the rest were only one down. fish. Yep. So the second quarter, which is the lead up to the full, I only did 11 sessions, but nine of those a fish was caught and 15 fish total. Yep. Third, 12 yep. sessions, 10 of the 12 sessions a fish was caught and 15 fish total again. Yep. And then the fourth was 12 sessions, five of the 12 sessions fish were caught, but there was 11 fish total, but there was an outlier there where I caught five in one morning on, so that sort of threw that out a bit. And five, what when was that? Like just before coming back into the new moon? Yep. So that'd be a good yep. bite. Like five in a session is good. It, yeah, it was. But I For found it to be an outlier session. for what I've found here. So, so you're, from that data. Yeah, you tell me what you reckon. Yeah, you've, I've written it down so I can see. Your first quarter, you've got double the data, but you've literally got to percentage it. So you've literally got to go, you know, you've got to percentage it on your screen, which like half of 24 is 12. So you've got like 53% or something there. Um, and then your next two are quite good and then you're back to 50%. So you're getting like a 50% strike rate leading off the new moon. You're getting like an 80% strike rate before the full and after the full and then you're back to 50%. Um, yep, you've pretty much nailed it. So what I went off is if the moon was above 50% in size or below 50% in size. So when it's in the gibbous stage, so if it's waxing or waning, I had 23 sessions and 19 of those sessions, at least a fish was caught and 30 fish in total. So that's 83% success rate on a moon above 50%. If a moon below 50%, so first or fourth quarter, waxing crescent or, or waning crescent, had 36 sessions, so more sessions, but only 18 sessions a fish was caught. So that's a 50% success rate. 
So I know it's not a it's not a massive data set, but I thought it was pretty cool. Whereas it's pretty solid data set. It's um, um, there's definitely you're gonna something hate there. me. You're gonna hate me. Yeah, I know because I know you some... love the you love the new moon, don't you? No, nah, so let's have a look at this. I hope um, there's a fella, Ross, mate. I hope if you listen to this podcast, you don't mind me sharing your data. Um, <laughs> I know you're a good bloke. Oh, I've just lost my emails. I'm gonna bring it up because I'm gonna share his data, right? How he big is the data set? Every, every single weekend for the whole season. Yeah, winter Jeremy season. Same. Well, I don't see. I don't same. mind sharing this because I don't reckon I've really worked anything out. I just think it's cool. If I if so, I thought I'd figured it out, I might not share it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mate. That's not what the podcast is about. Um, so. Um, uh, he's got, I've got to get it up here. Every single weekend, no matter the weather, no bias from May to close August mm-hmm. for uh, six seasons in a row. Pretty solid data that's, set. That's a good, good data set. <laughs> Problem is, it's one lake and it's blaring. And blaring yep. is not a normal lake. Far from normal. Oh, where is this thing? He's, as a summary, oh, I wrote it down. Where is it gone? <laughs> Just give me two seconds. We'll pause for a second. No, you're right. I'll keep you on the way. So what I haven't done with this yet, which I've got to sit down and do, but it's going to take a bit of time. I just haven't been had the time to do it yet, is then go through and look at the sessions and look at the key, if they line up with the key bite. Windows. The daily, the daily yes. one, like the daily. That's going to take you daily because that moves. <laughs> yeah, so you can kind of pattern it, like you could, like what if you're doing it all the time, you can sort of work it out. But it's just a salooner phases. So your moon rise, moon set, moon above, and moon below are your key bite periods um, in every day. So. They reckon so. So the salooner phase um, sort of says is an hour either side of one of those. So a two-hour period um, is your bite window. So technically, you've got eight hours of prime bite windows in a twenty-four hour period. So I've got to sit it's down. It's a sliding scale, work. though. It's a sliding scale. So the bite starts here, but it peaks at a high. Peaks point. at that. Yeah. So if you really look at it, your key is like half an hour each side. Like that's like meant to be so going back yeah. if you listen to my conversations around moon i had no belief in the moon and it was it was i shouldn't have been like that i was naive going yeah. back five years i was like well how does it affect them other than light like i didn't understand how the gravitational pull has such an effect on a freshwater fish you know i thought salt you got tides yes you got light but how else does it affect them but as i've learned to find out and I will apologize to everyone that I shut down, not in a harmful way, but just not taking their advice on board, especially close friends. Um, the the moon affects nearly everything on Earth in some way, yep. shape, or form. It affects migration of animals and breeding cycles and all sorts of things. And obviously, there's an a, there's an effect on them for fish with moon above, below, rise, and set. Um, I can't get this thing up because my emails literally I need to restart my computer to get it up. But I have a memory of this moon situation. So I'll come back to that. Um, yep. So it does affect them. So I will admit it does affect them. The Saluna stuff, I don't know how much the Saluna, you know how you got your 
percentage that they come up with of efficiency. Yeah, so that goes to your. It's a hundred percent of like a hundred percent efficient at new moon and full moon, and then yes, yeah. it's, it's at it's at its lowest efficiency on first and third quarter. Yeah, it slides away. So that yeah. just replicates that time. I think I don't think you need to get caught up in the for anyone listening. I don't think you need to get caught up in the the percentage of the efficiency on any given day. I think you just no. need to know new and full are good. The two in the middle aren't the best. If you are gonna, I literally think that. Your first and last light are more important than the moon. Yeah, hundred percent on any given day. On any given day, first and last light are more important. But if you are fishing a session throughout the day and just check when moon above, below, rise or set is during the sunlight hours, you're going to get some sort of increased activity around that. So stick around or yep. don't have lunch at that time. When we drift the river, we have lunch at eleven thirty, so that we're fishing at one when the moon's at its prime. That's how I've learned to fish with it. If I do a night session, don't pull in at 10, stay till 10.45 because of that moon. Yeah. I've also caught a lot of fish well outside that moon because you've actually got to be in the right spot. You've got to find a hungry fish. And because it's cod, it's not like flathead. They're not just everywhere. They're not like yellers. They're not just everywhere. Yeah. So you want to, if you can, pick the spot where you know they are or don't fish for fish and go, they're not active. So for going back to your live thing, we've fished for them sort of, Gone further up the bank, and instead of moving and finding a new spot, we literally fish them again because the moon's coming in, like a yeah. pile of bites coming yep. in. They just go boom and they switch on. They're not yep. feeding prior, like they just yep. they don't feed and then they just go bang. Even though we cast it, possibly the same fish earlier. Um, I don't know if you've got any more insight into how you would fish a daily cycle, other than just going right. The moon's you know there's a good moon in a in a low light period. We'll go do that. Yeah, because. The key one is above and below. Yep. And above and below correspond with rise and set in the quarters, which is technically that's not exa- as good. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going but to say. You're, you're getting above and below in prime time, whereas yep. new and, that's, so new that's, and full, doesn't make sense to that's me. That's when I'd like, that's like these days, that's the type of thing I look for. If I'm going to do a morning session, it, if I can jag it on the first or third quarter, which the saloon phase says is the worst, but you get the moon above or moon below bang on that prime bite window, then you got, you, yeah, you got killing two birds with one stone there. So you've got a yep. b- much better chance. And the last few months that I've been out and sort of fit and fish that bite window has been successful. Um, And I, yeah, I agree. And and just a couple of days on the side, even though the efficiency doesn't say it's great, it's actually good for cod. It does work yeah. because you got that in that right time. On a new, it doesn't make sense though because on a new and a full moon, the day of, the sun, sorry, the sun sets, the moon rises. On a full moon, the moon rises, bang on sunset. It should be yep. spot it on. Be full moons, I've caught them. I've had some good sessions. It's either one end or the other. You have an epic session or it just sucks. Yeah, I've moon. had both. Yeah. I found, yeah, that's what I found. I found lead up to the full has been the most successful and- you know, go, yep. like barra fishing and stuff, being barra fishing, like everyone sort of, when we first went barra fishing, everyone's like, go the lead up to the full moon, go to the lead up to the full moon, like, oh, whatever, we'll go the lead up to the full moon. And you could see as, when we're barra fishing, as each day went by, getting close to the full moon, the fishing got better and better. The full moon was, wasn't good fishing, but it got better and better. Yep. And I just think there's something, I don't think it's it's got to do with all, like as you said, all it affects everything. It doesn't just affect fish. 
So I think there's definitely something there. I think it starts at like the, the lowest form of life. I think the full moon might be as simple as like a, a hatch of insects or something and that just starts the food chain and everything sort of kicks into gear. That's how I sort of look at it. There's a book that I recommend you try and get called Moon Up, Moon Down. I'm trying to get my hands on it. It's moon by up, John. Have you read have you read it? I haven't read it. I'm trying to get it as well. They don't Is it's it very about hard to fish find. or just about animals? It's about how the the moon affects all fishing it's a fishing and hunting book about how the moon affects them. Moon affects yep. nature basically. And it was written by John Knight who come up with the Saluna face. Saluna. Saluna I'd like to know yeah, I'd like to know um if that book, if you read it, if it helps you in if there's one thing that comes out of it that is more Yeah, I'm trying to get it. The, the only basic. place I can find it is in like some dodgy marketplace site in America. So <laughs> I haven't bought it yet. And it's like over a hundred dollars. So I'm keeping an eye out for it. I think it'd be really cool. That that type of thing is what is starting to really interest me now as an angler and just in general is how and that's one of this those things of stuff affects that nature. Makes you more efficient. You know what I mean? Presentation, yeah. your lure, how you cast, picking your trips. We pick our trips yep. based on the weather. So we're going to Eildon uh, in three days for four or five days. We based it on um, barometer and three of us trying to organize three of us. It actually hasn't lined up with the um, moon. It was lining up with the moon. We had to push it because. Uh, the weather was crap. I'm not fishing in wind and rain and flying a drone and filming. It's just not possible. So we're actually yeah. going to go in a not the best moon phase, but a high barometer. Would we catch mm-hmm. more fish on a better moon phase and the same high barometer? Yes. Would we catch more fish in poor conditions, meaning rain, bit of wind, cancel wind because wind sucks. Rain and low barometer on a good moon versus the middle moon with a high barometer? It's arguable. Don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I'd much so, prefer to fish in nicer weather. Yeah, everyone would. Um, so, what's your favorite moon? On that, I'm going to talk about, I haven't got the data here, but I remember it very, very well. If yeah. I Let's break up the cycle slightly different to the way you did. Let's break it up because yeah. I look. I broke it up differently for looking at the data he'd come up with and how I would fish it. Look at the seven days. There's four lots of seven in a moon cycle. It's a 28-day cycle. It's not a monthly cycle. 28-day cycle, which is why Easter is different every year because Easter is based on the full moon. The full moon moves every single year. So there's, yeah, anyway. Think of it three days, three days and then the main quarter, the period, so new quarter, full quarter, and then three more days. So it's Three days out of the of each yeah, so you've got seven-day yep. period. So you're literally shifting your periods. Instead of looking at your periods as, yep. you know, those those bunch, those bunch, those bunch, those bunch, look at it around the new moon, the seven days around the new moon, the seven days around that third quarter, the seven days around yep. the full because that's the lead-up and the, and the out. Because once you get beyond that third day, it's actually the lead-up to the third quarter, not not be after the full moon. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sort of, from, if we look at it like that. So you could look at it look both at the, ways. You could. But if you look yeah. at the new moon, if you look at the new moon, once you get th- three days past the new moon, 
well, you're in you're in three day lead up to the third quarter, and you're getting to the fourth day past the full moon, fifth day past the full moon, sixth day past yep. the full moon, and then once your seventh day past, you're on the third quarter. So quarter. it's no longer a full moon, like a, a new moon. Sorry, I think I'm saying the wrong yeah. thing. It's no longer a new moon. So if I broke up his data as seven days there, seven days in each of those realms. Mm-hmm. I think out of all of them, and this is just Metacod, he only darted Metacod. This hasn't, isn't the rest of them. He's caught 46 Metacod or something like that in that period. Yep. 23 more, 28 of the th- 46 were caught in that seven-day period of the new moon. <laughs> he Crazy. caught. He caught seven in the first quarter, six in the third quarter, and three on the new moon. <laughs> that's pretty cool. So it's like let's see that. That's that's your data. It's the yeah. It's the beauty of it. It's the and beauty the, of the trying to work it out. But difference the, the there beauty, is the, that it's blaring, and blaring is crystal clear, and a full moon sucks. Any kind of light, of it light. doesn't because I like the lead up. I like the lead up to the full moon, but I only like it just after third quarter. I actually don't like it once it hits eighty percent or eighty five percent. It's like seventy five percent, like that, right between the third, the first quarter. Sorry, right between the first quarter and the new moon. Like if you cut it in half, yeah, like three days, four days before the full. Um, once you get closer and closer to the full, I've had. But one of our good sessions, one of my best sessions, was on the night of the full, but that was very rare. It's just a one off. Yeah. Um, but no, the, it's the interesting. But there's still see so the hardest <clears> thing <throat> with cod with cod fishing is it's hard to get data because you can't. They're catch such a tough fish to a catch. Heap of you them. can't. It's not <laughs> like barra. Whereas if you go out barra fishing, you can catch zero for three nights, and then the next three nights you can catch twenty, thirty, and forty. And like right, there's something going. Like you can pattern it a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Which you know, I think a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys out there that would have it pretty dulled in. I reckon. Um, but wouldn't wouldn't share it. I don't blame them. But yeah, I think I think there's a lot of stuff to learn in it. I think it goes for all species. I'm pretty keen to test on all type of things, flathead and everything. Yeah, I'd be cool. interested to see if you come up with something on yellows as well, because they can be picky. They can be shut down, especially with water yeah. temperature. But there could be a there could be a moon situation with them. Yeah, as no, well. this spring I'll be, I'll be really looking into it. that. So I I think that it's it's definitely a new and a full moon thing, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't go fishing on a first and a third quarter because you've got that moon above, moon below yeah. on sunrise and set. And within three days, like three days before that period, you're literally on after the new moon. So yeah. it's a tough one to to line up. Like we did better at Wyangla this year, but it was the rubbish. We were like on the third quarter. It was like 40%. Um, yeah. I'll actually have to look at the data on the bites. But one thing from my angler, which we talk about in the trip report, and we do this for all our trips and all our videos, all our content, there were some major bite windows. Major, yeah. major bite windows because we've got seven boats on the water. We come back to camp. So many fish got caught within two minutes of each other. Literally yeah. two minutes. I think it happened four times. And we only caught 13 fish. And so what was the biggest fish. factor? Um, they weren't on the moon. They were just the same time. A pressure so, drop? No, nah, a pressure rise, sorry. The last one was a pressure rise on sunrise. And the yep. day before it was sunrise again. It was like the same sunrise time. Like one day it was sunrise. The next day it was sunrise. 
one was not sunrise, like morning. One was yeah. eight. No, they were both seven fifty eight. Seven fifty eight one day because Adam caught one at seven fifty eight and Graham got one at eight. And the net day after, Jimmy dropped the meter at seven forty five and Dan caught one at seven forty seven. Yeah. Um, and the moon was not in the play there at all. Yeah. But it was that light. But something went bang, and it has to be a it'd be a pressure thing. One was a pressure rise. The other one didn't really have much that I could sort of tell. Light ch- um, just a light change, maybe. <clears throat> but that it's a I thing. I still like think if the you best... catch a fish, it could be a scenario thing. Like it could have been that part of that lake, like in that bend, something yeah. happened, and they all just went bang. Like it could have been anything. Could have been a temperature jump from like point two and not the the point of it is if you get a fish if you're in a group or you know and we'd like to take photos yeah. not something I do because we're creating content but for anyone else if you catch a fish as much as you want to spend time with it the next 10 minutes is important yeah body earth um, that's the, uh, uh, the the beauty of fishing is we I don't think we'll ever really work it out but and then that's the beauty of cod fishing yeah. that it's, it's got another level on it again because they're so yeah. hard to catch. And then you know how you were saying you can't get the data because with Barry, you catch nothing, nothing heaps. Cod, you'll still yeah. catch one or you could get a double hookup, but it could have come out of the middle of nowhere, like randomly. That's what cod. I mean. Like one fish is not enough to sort of say yet. Yeah, if you catch one fish one morning and nothing the next one, you can't say it was because of this rise in pressure. This It could have just been this fish just wanted to eat and you put a lure past its face. Mm. That's like, yeah. It's definitely the cod. The cod are a lot harder. River fishing, I think, you can like, especially rivers where you're catching, like you're having sessions of a dozen fish or something. I def- definitely think you can, and that's where a couple of times this season where I've had really good sessions, and I've looked back at it and be like, yeah, lead up to the full moonrise, like nothing all morning. Moonrise was at one o'clock in the Arvo, and bang, we caught we caught seven fish in two hours, type thing. You're like. There might be something there. And I wonder if you can then take that and apply it to the dam. So then go, right, well, this is the pattern we learnt in the river. If it's a moon thing, surely it applies to the dam, but then it's a guess. Like the situation I just explained to you, one dam to the next was completely different from your season there to this data I just explained. Completely different, but I associate that with Blount. I'm surprised you didn't have good sessions in a new moon. Maybe it's something to do with water quality, you know, poor water quality. That whole impoundment mm. gravitates towards the new because, sorry, the full, because a new and a full moon are literally polar opposites to a point. So maybe yeah. they cause the same effect on the fish, the same feeling in terms of gravitational pull. One's obviously further away, one's closer, but maybe it gives them the same effect that in that empowerment they draw towards that part of the month yeah because of the water quality or color or anything and i would say it's color because the water's usually more turbid full moon doesn't bother them but they that's where they gravitate gravitate towards the blaring fish they don't like it because it's way too they probably like it they're just probably super smart they don't want to eat they spook easy they see the boat doesn't work so you actually maybe they do both Maybe they actually do both. And in Wangler, they just maybe the water's got more sediment. They struggle to find stuff in the dark. So on a new moon, a full moon, full moon, sorry, when it's bright, they can find your stuff better. Blaring, yeah. they can find it no matter what. They just spook in the full moon. So maybe they both produce just as good, just depending on the environment you're in. One will produce better than the other, or they'll produce even, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's super. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. 
I love um, it. I love talking about it. So do I. <laughs> uh, have you, did you have any more other conversations or was it that was the moon bite window? No, that's gone to the moon. The... So you, so if you were, if you had to choose one day of a moon cycle, <laughs> for, of a moon phase to go out fishing, what would you choose? Um, there has to be one particular, like it'd be just yep, before just one day. You've got one day. You could go fishing all day. You, you can fish for 24 hours. <laughs> it'd be two days before the new or two days after. Yeah. So I go three days before the full. <laughs> yeah. That would be my next. Yeah. I'd go f- yeah. three days before the, three days before the, yeah. Not four, four or three before the new. Yeah, that's. I don't. I full, 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 full. Yeah, yeah. That used to be one of my favourites, and still is, because you can actually see. So yeah. it guides you as well. So one, it's a good yeah. wipe time, and it actually gives you light, so you can actually see what you're doing. So that would, <coughs> that would probably be one of my picks, except for blaring. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere is um, different. I think isolated fish populations. I think they definitely get their own traits. In different, oh, in different waterways. 100%. 100%. Mm. And those fish are completely different the way that blaring fish behave, which we've talked about before. And we've got stuff yeah. in the Q&As in the membership on that. Um, the, the one I don't like is after the full, even though that's Dan's favorite because you get two light changes. You get the sunset, dark, and then the moon comes up. So it's yeah, like pitch yeah. black and then bright as. I did a session at Jack years ago when we the old trolling days. I caught three fish in an hour two hours, two hours. It was just after the full moon because we're in a gorge. The moon took ages to get up, like the light, the physical light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we caught the fish on moonrise, but there was no physical moonrise because moonrise is horizon moonrise, not when you're on the lake. Just remember that. Most people, yeah. if you're new to it, you'll be like, oh, the moon just rose. Cool. That was the bite window. Well, it's a light change bite window, but the physical moonrise was probably an hour and a half before. Yeah. Because it's got to come Same as sunrise. Yep. Um from a fish point of view and we trolled I got it was bang 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 moon come up day stopped instantly because it was yeah. 93 7% 97% moon day after full moon and as soon yeah, as the yeah. light hit the water we were, we're trolling boat shadow straight over the top that was we did another yeah, s- yeah, yeah. 5 hours went to like 2am for nothing yeah I think there wasn't many topics there but uh, that was ridiculous <laughs> yeah we've gone on for a I bit thought, Remember last time how I said we were about two hours, I think it was, and I said, oh, should we split it up and make it two parts? You're like, nah, it's always better if it's one. This is a good, uh, yeah, this good is road a good, trip track. This will be a good drive to wherever you're going fishing. Somewhere not it, close about, to home. going to be about two hours, so. Two, right, 220. Mm. Minus a beer top-up break, which you guys won't have heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll skip that bit. Beautiful. I've got one more. Um, yeah. Do you watch any? Yeah, yeah. What do you watch on YouTube? Nothing. You don't watch anything to. on YouTube. I know Tom, but well, no, that's a lie. I do watch stuff on YouTube, not fishing related though. Yeah. See, I think it's quite funny because I don't watch much cod fishing stuff on YouTube anymore. Or uh, yeah, oh yeah, anymore. Well, I haven't for years, but yeah, I prefer to watch other. Like I would, I watch bikes 
fishing with pilchards for salmon off the beach and stuff. That's the type of Do stuff. Do you I really? Don't know why. Yeah, I, that's the type of thing. Well, probably because it's fascinating. Kind of, like, I, it's I think it's um, it's different. Like, what do they yeah, do? How do they do it? It's like the grass is always greener on the other side. Like, I'm like, geez, I wish I could go saltwater fishing. So I watch other people do it. <laughs> that's funny. But, I'm not yeah, that when at I lived all. on when I lived on the coast in Newcastle, I was always like, geez, I wish I could just go <laughs> fishing. <laughs> that's funny. Different times. But what was the question? What was what was the point of question? that was it? No, I just want to see if you if you had anything any recommendations for me. Oh right, <laughs> so, <laughs> anything interesting? Question. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I just I watch. Yeah, no, it's a lot of um, growth stuff or or tutorial. What'd you stuff say? On, like, what'd you say? I thought growth. you said growth stuff or growth. 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 Oh, like, like self development. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you said gross. Stuff. I was like, geez, what's he watching? <laughs> what first jumped to mind? <laughs> um, no, I used to watch a fair bit of YouTube, but YouTube was only young back in the day. Um, yeah. Now now it's just creating, creating YouTube, creating these podcasts. Mm. So after this podcast is done, people probably don't know, you've got to sit there and edit it and it takes twice the length to edit. So we're already at four and a half hour and edit plus the rest of the jobs for the day. So there's a day. So, it's a lot of work. That's something YouTube. I was going to say. Is how is the how's podcasts. the membership going for you? Really good. Thank you for asking. Sure. People ask. Actually, no one asks. Um, good. Really good. Uh, it's it's growing. We hired uh, really awesome to say. We um hired Jimmy Barwick. Uh, well, we hired someone. His name's Jimmy Barwick. He's jumping on to do the video editing. Um, so we now I now have two and a half equivalent full time. We're able to support, which is pretty cool so he's full-time i'm full-time obviously but i don't I, if if there was an award wage for me i definitely would get in trouble i'm well <laughs> over the award <laughs> yeah um for owning and building and doing it yourself uh and karen does three three and a bit days a week as the editor not video editing but traditional publishing like written stuff um, yep. and reports and stuff like that and Jimmy's jumped on his video editor because there's just no time and we want to get out more content so we want to produce more we want to make more we want to build more maps so I'll spend more time on maps and growing it because the stage we're at um, we've got to actually grow it a fair chunk this year otherwise so we, 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 we made stab in the dark we went for a stab in the dark Jimmy yep. was like um, most of his 12 months was already sitting here. Um, it's not cash flow. So for those who know business, yep. cash flow is money coming in and out. We we need to grow it a bit more. So we need more members uh, by the end of next financial year. Um, and if we do get that, that would be awesome because then there's a full-time job for Jimmy going forward. Um, that's why yep. the job that we advertise was 12-month contract. Um, yeah, yep. Just 12 months. After the 12 months, if it's, yeah, we'll keep going. Like I would love to be able to, help pay you know a wage of five people who get to help create fishing content feed their family and you know have a house and that that's that's awesome to me so that's yeah. that's what we're looking for but the membership itself's growing even though the um, interest rate stuff's not all that fun for anyone and fishing's kind of yeah, an extra, a not a necessity moment. yeah no i will say it's um i think you're doing a great job i really enjoy it you know i've you've stuck me in the membership from from day dot i used to help out with the why angler reports and stuff and i still check it i watch your weekly updates every week and i really I, do you still watch things, it still watch them even if i'm really? not fishing i'll still watch them yeah i i enjoy I that type of stuff you. that's the type of stuff that i like i just like listen to you talk about like that type of stuff and what's been going on 
like I'd rather watch that than then you go cod fishing or a technique yeah. or something. I just enjoy you t- listen to you. Um, kind of like that's... this podcast or like a, yeah. do you listen to the Q and A's? Yep. <laughs> I do have a They're lot of time. Juicy. They're juicy. Yeah, because I work because I work. I've got one screen that I'm working on all the time, and I'm sitting at a computer. I can always have another screen going with something that I can listen to. So I do like. I actually really like the last the last one you did, and I will That's say one of the um, best ones. I think Jimmy's a good inclusion to the team. And if you're listening to this and haven't listened to the podcast that you did with Jimmy, you've definitely got to give that one a spin because that was probably my favourite one you've done. I reckon that was a sick podcast and just his story i was like far out <laughs> he's done everything yeah it makes <laughs> me feel like i've done nothing <laughs> yeah it was a, that was a good yarn i actually um where was i going i think i was driving down to go trout fishing how long ago did you do that one i was definitely driving south uh, yeah six weeks ago maybe a bit I, more yeah i must have been got i must have been going down to you for the spawn run yep that's what i yeah did you go down early for that? Yeah, like we April? went down early May. In May, yeah, yeah, that would have been then. Yeah, yeah, it was the start of May, like first week of May, I think we went down. Um, yeah, his podcast is one of the best, just for something to listen to and inspire you, and just it's it's yeah, oh great, yeah, and heaps of messages, good, good story, through. and he is so good with words. Like he's sitting here in the yeah. office, the amount of one line as he comes up. He's been here for three <laughs> weeks. It's really weird having someone else, but it's awesome because, and it's hard. Like because we've got to grow, so I got to not talk fishing. It's like yeah. I'm not talking anymore. But the yeah. one line is the next level that come out of his mouth. I was like, how do you even put that <laughs> sentence? Like I don't even know what that means. <laughs> as you can tell, he's brilliant with words. Like the podcast was so captivating and I was like, ah, and then where'd you go? And then he'd tell the story. I'm like, hang on, hang on, go back. Like yeah. what is this super yacht thing? Like I don't even know yeah. what that is. And the bit about he drove a boat that was a toy boat and I didn't hear him say that first. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, it's like a shipping town. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. It's like, it's literally a boat with 10 staff that has toys on it. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's just madness. Insane. Insane. No, nah, he's... Great fella, super knowledgeable, more passionate about fishing than me. Um, literally knocking off work twice a week, three times a week. He's like, I'm done. I'm going to the dam. See ya. <laughs> Straight up the dam. Yeah. Over and over. Was, yeah. He's like, you got to come with me more. Part. And that's just what happens when you got kids. Um, Family is more important. So Yeah. Oh, congratulations. I've seen you had another one recently as well. Yeah. Number three. Yeah. How many is that? Three. three. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. So you do you don't do you, you don't play soccer anymore? Uh, I did, and then this year I didn't because it got to the point where it's either grow the business. Yeah. Yeah, I just I couldn't do soccer. Soccer takes up a whole day where I am because we're out of town, so mm. half our games are at home and half are an hour to three hour or two and a half hours away. So yeah. home games, if they were all here, if I lived in Wagga, all are in Wagga bar four or five. Oh, yeah, you yep. travel away once, I think, to like five spots. I'd probably still play. But the home games, uh, I'd play because you only lose like four hours a day. But the, the other ones, it's a full day going on a Sunday and this business yeah. wouldn't survive. Like I wouldn't get through this year. This year's next level. And the three kids, they're more important. Um, yeah, 100%. The other thing is, for anyone who plays soccer, the registration is stupidly ridiculous in regional towns. I don't know about you. What Our was it down there? Is, I think ours was about 300. 
Yeah, it's like 400 bucks. Yeah. Or 500 bucks. Oh, it's stupid. Yeah, it is. I think that's one of, the, one of the reasons I'm not fishing as much these days is because I play. I love sports so much. Soccer. Yeah. I play. I, that's, I go through phases with with fishing. So I'll get, I'll get on a fishing, especially if I don't catch anything, that makes me more determined to keep going. And then I sort of yeah. go and have a good session. And I'm like, right, that sort of tickled that itch. And now I'll go yep. back and start playing golf and then I'll keep playing. I'll play golf for a couple of weeks straight and then I'll be back on the fishing. But but that's what, yeah. it's life. We talked about this last time, I think. Like you're only here yeah. for so long. Yeah, you've got to do, like what, it's, do what you want. And that's where, if you look at things that way, that's where that live tech is just, just not to get caught up in the whole situation with it. It's like, and if you don't want to fish, you don't want to fish, you want to fish that way, you fish that way. As long as you're not killing fish and not mishandling them, I think it doesn't really matter. In yeah, I don't think there's any need. There's no need for um, negativity in the scene. Like there's no like it's fishing. Yeah, shouldn't be negative about it. I see the funny side to pretty much all that type of stuff. I have a bit of a laugh, yes. but I would never promote um, negativity. No, on no. any form of fishing, that's for sure. Just go do so it because you love you. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And back to your original question, um, everything's growing well. We're, we've got more maps to create this year, more content. Um, we've got new ideas. There'll be a refreshed YouTube. So we're going to have heaps more on YouTube, just sort of a few things. One thing we're going to do on YouTube, which was an idea we came up with years ago, um, thanks to Chris Cottrell, was a challenge SF segment. So we're actually going to do mm. it. We're going to launch that on YouTube. We're going to save us something else. So it'll literally be sending your challenges and we'll go do them. The first one yeah. Chris set for us, a decade ago, which was to catch a bidgey cod in a tire tube. We literally get a rod, one lure tire tube, and we've both got to float through Wagga and catch one out of a tire tube. Yeah, stuff like that's cool. Good idea. Yeah. And that's Anything YouTube. like that. Because that's, that's just entertainment. That's like different. Um, and we've yeah, got the, to get eyes on the on the brand type thing. And now I've got Jimmy. Um, and Dan, Dan, you would have seen Dan's a part of this what we do he's actually yeah. um part owner now yeah cool Very so good. dan and myself own social fishing which is pretty cool so awesome yeah it's gonna keep growing that and fishing heaps and you keep playing golf and soccer and doing a little bit of fishing <laughs> study study your moon tables <laughs> your stat yeah come <laughs> work out your data you got sitting there that's the only reason i haven't done it is just I used to have Time. stories and all sorts of stuff. From yeah, it's just how you gonna look at that data. But I just I'm at the stage I want to start putting it putting it to other fish. Just got this obsession with flathead at the moment. I just can't go fishing for them very often. <laughs> it was that. It's fun. Yeah, I think it's fun, and big like big flathead. That's what I. If I lived on if I lived on the coast, that's. It'd either be Jewfish or Big Flathead, but I think I'd be spending a lot of time fishing for Big Flathead. Would you prefer the and coast? I, Would you move to the coast and leave Cod? Uh, potentially. Yep. Because I, I did live in Newcastle for five years, and yep. my missus is from Port Macquarie, and she does want to go back that way one day. So, so what's we'll keeping what you in Bathurst? Friends and family. And yeah, cod right. fishing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I do love it. I do. I love. I enjoy it. It gets a little bit depressing. I will say in the middle of winter when it's in Bathurst doesn't Bathurst. Yeah, is when it's freezing, it's it doesn't get above ten here. degrees, and you don't see the sun. <laughs> That's way worse yeah, we than get, this joint. 
Have you seen my weekly yeah. predictions? And Bathurst, minus four, of course. Yeah. Always a little bit colder than everywhere. Yeah. No, it's pretty brutal. But it's only for a couple of months a year. Every, the rest of summers are nice. <laughs> you could be in Japan or Canada or somewhere. Oh, I'd take that. Good snow. <laughs> You'd be freezing, though. It's a different kind of cold. <laughs> um, yeah, cold cold at the snow is different, but <laughs> if you've got yes. snow. When you're... Um, um, if you have something to take over, but I had a question for you. No, I'm just checking the score on the Ashes. We're two for 107. <laughs> it's the first, first day of the fourth test. Anyone Everyone will know listen? when this was recorded then. Yeah. We don't have to six win this months one. ago. We just, what's that? Yeah. People yeah. will know if I'm, if I'm slack at getting this out when it was. Yeah, no, I'm probably going to, well, after we finish this, I'll probably go have to watch a bit of that, actually. Big weekend um, sport. Beautiful. That was a good chat, mate. Thanks for jumping on board and giving me another couple of hours of your life. No, nah, no worries at all. Thanks for years. having me. Hope people enjoyed it. Got something out of it, maybe. Yeah. It's always good it to have you It was one of people's favorites back in the day until Jimmy came around. Yeah. <laughs> Knocked me off. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I talked about this to you last time. One of the most viewed ones was Clint's one. Listen to. Yeah. His was good. Clint, I actually, um, I actually might go back and listen to that one again. Yeah, really it's good been one. A while. And yeah. Colby's was up there talking about coped, and your second chat with you that we did, the last one we did, um, was pretty high. And then, so that was the Jimmy's... that was when we first was that was a, was that when we first got the live tech, the last one. It yeah. was, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. You told me about the story, a couple of stories, if. The fellows you're out with, where it was yeah. like new, 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 new. Yeah, that's when we were um, just but, like, "Holy shit, this is going to change the game," and it, and it has. Yeah, you were talking about the impacts. Yeah. We talked about the impacts of it then, though. We talked about the impacts and what you think it would do, but without yeah, knowing yeah. two years down the track. But we've definitely got to do a catch up every couple of years. I think. Good. Actually, now I remember you asked the question: Would you rather it that we didn't it never come about? Or would yeah. you like if you could if you could change like if you could change it and get rid of it altogether, would you or would you just keep it as it would. is? I said I'd get rid of it. For everyone. I said yeah, I just said i I'd rather just go back to the other way. What would you yeah. I think you said you agreed, I'm pretty sure. What would you say now? Um I like that it's here. But yeah. I, I'd quite happily go back. Like even being here where we are now. I'd quite happily go back because it's a great way to fish. I'm sort of open to anything, and I like. I reckon if I it, like the fact just... that I can learn and then share that with people, I think that's super valuable. Like we took so long to understand stuff back then, and we've even changed the way we fish now that quickly that I can share that with people. Even though that's back to that thing about people who don't have it are left behind. In the membership, we're able to create so much more variety of content, and I'm fascinated with their behavior. Yeah, it was just it a guessing game back in the day. I love just their behavior. They pair up in they paired up everywhere in some random time of year. I don't know if it happened where you were, but having a jack and blaring at the same time, Dan's like they're all pairing up and they were doing it too. It was I don't know if it was April or May or they all there was literally two, two, two yeah, everywhere for like I haven't two had days. A, I've had it in August. Like, but that's coming August, into... was it? No, nah, that's coming in. No, nah, that's when I've had it. Time. And they were yeah. like not interested. They were not interested. They're in pairs. I don't yeah. know what they were doing. You know what I mean? That's the stuff I love. Yeah. Why do you reckon you caught so many fish back in the day fishing 
plastics like close to the bottom in wearing. Would and would just do you still do that there now? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's because they just that's their structure. They don't swim up off the bottom. But do you reckon you? So they my approach, my approach now is always fish well above the fish's eye line. But before like when I before live tech, I would always I was the same. I'd fish heavy plastics and stuff, and I'd always be really close to bottom, and used to do quite quite well. And now you fish them up higher and do quite well. Yeah. I think if we fished high, we would have done well as well. It's just there yeah. were not many swim baits around. They weren't new. I was only young. I couldn't afford to buy super expensive swim baits. We bought plastics. The only way to rig a plastic back then was with a jig head. You can only let a jig, a jig head can only get that up, you know, so high in four meters. We were always fishing yeah. midwater. We we're always midwater to maybe a meter off the bottom. Um, and I thought you had to be on the bottom. So I would pause it, let it hit the bottom, lift, roll. Yeah. I was thought always it had to be on the bottom, lift, Cast roll. out, let it Tal- sink to the bottom. Yeah. Talus caught a heap on swim baits up higher a couple of years like yeah. when we hit 17, 18. Um, and now if we had had, if I had to fish the line through Fury like a line through back then, probably would have caught more fish. Yeah. But I would still fish blaring midwater column now. I'd still fish high, like mid to high. I wouldn't fish mid to low now, actually, to go back on your question. Yeah. Um, it's they come from low there, whereas places like Jack, they're already up. Wyangler, they're both. Um, they're high and they're down the bottom. And you just don't want to be below them. You just you don't want to be below them. Yeah. I've never, never seen one eat down. Have you seen them go bang to eat down? No, no but I reckon that like before live tech, some of the fish I caught would have had to have. Oh yeah, eaten yeah, like that. Yeah, like they, they would have eaten like that. But yeah, yeah, like I did that one season, and then the next season, I I went to unweighted stuff without live tech. But this is before live tech, and did really good. So I used to do good on both. It's kind of interesting thinking back about it now. Mm. It's interesting. I don't know if it's seasons. One was in drought. One wasn't. Changes everything. I reckon that's what I mean. The lessons. Even now, we're still confused. <laughs> we're still confused and we can watch them. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I first took it out to Blaring and I was like, these fish, and they would ignore our lure. All of them would ignore our lure. I'm like, they cannot be. We caught more back in the day and we were just casting. How? And we're on the same bank. I'm like, how is that fish yeah. not eating? It's on its head. How do we even <laughs> catch them? I, I, said, I don't know how many times I said, how do we even catch them back in the day? It's because we're fishing for different fish and we're chasing the wrong fish. You're getting stuck on yeah. an inactive fish. Um, I to answer your question though, I like it how it is now. But yeah. if it never changed, it wouldn't matter. And if you were to turn it around and take it back now, it wouldn't bother me either way. Um, mm. I definitely do enjoy getting hit, not knowing it's coming. I would, and I think I said in the last podcast, what would I prefer? I would still prefer a hit, not knowing it's coming. Hundred percent. That feeling of adrenaline yeah. is way more increased when it's zero to a hundred than knowing it's coming, but it's a different feeling. It's The build is good as well. And the other thing I like about the live is that it makes fishing in the dark way more enjoyable. Morning sessions, I still fish without it. Like a blaring, yeah. I won't use it in the morning. I'll use it at night because nighttime up there is just freezing and crap and cold. Yeah. And just nothing going on. So the live in the dark gives you full luck. We got two followers. How awesome was that night or what did we learn? Whereas back in the day, blaring was brutal for anyone night yeah. sessions. 
Yeah. Anyway, it is. I'll let you go watch the cricket, mate. That was good. Thank <laughs> you for the chat. I better get a bed. What is it? Ten thirty. Yeah, that's, yeah, she's um, pretty that's late. A solid podcast, <laughs> but um, that's uh, appreciate it. Thank you very much for jumping on. Um, any any what's coming ahead? Nothing. Last time you gave me nothing in the fishing world. I think that's what you did for the last two years was just fish when you wanted, golf when you wanted, soccer when you wanted. Um, yeah, you talked about salt water and river fish last time, and I think the salt water and river fish sound like the same situation. Yeah, I can't see myself getting right back into the impoundment stuff. I'll still do it here and there, um, but yeah, I'm, yeah, pretty much the same. I think I said last time I just want to keep doing like adventures, like multi-day stuff like that, and I think that's that's what I enjoy the most these days is saving up time, like not going all the time, but once a month or once every few weeks, going for three days out somewhere. Um, and yeah, and I'm starting to really enjoy these days as well as not just the fishing it's not all about fishing like the last trip we went on i actually think i had more there was more enjoyment in cooking meals out of the camp oven and sitting around That's having a beer awesome. and that type of stuff than than how the fishing result like i didn't really mind like we didn't i think we fished the first, we fished early the first morning got up real early but the next two mornings we we're just like nah we'll just sleep in get up cook bacon eggs have a coffee and then we strolled out and started fishing the river at like nine o'clock nine ten o'clock and yeah, that's kind of cool as well. Starting to appreciate it. I think I'm almost thirty, so <laughs> starting to go down that path. I are you? Are you the same age as me? Aren't you? I'm a bit older. I'm, I no, I'm ninety three. You I'm can't 30, be far I'm off. thirty in a few weeks. Yeah, I was going to say it can't be far yeah. off. It must be before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Eh? No, um, cool. I like that bit of advice though, and it wasn't advice. It was just you talking, but just do what it like this whole world of fishing and i know what we create in the membership is to help you catch fish so if that's your goal it's like priceless info as you said you 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 watch all the content and absorb it all and there's so much in there but it's not just about that like it's you might see us catch big fish but that's what we want to achieve but like the session i did with paul at byron jack was too much i wrote an email about it i don't know if you read it but it was too much like yeah. I wouldn't do it again. It was it was literally sun was nearly coming up and we weren't in bed and I was like, This is yeah. ridiculous, Dan. I was like, I'm yeah. never doing this again. Like it was stupid. Like it wasn't enjoyable to yeah. fish that late. Cause it just wrecked yeah. me, me personally, it wrecks me. I can't do it. Um just camp. If you catch a fish and that's your goal, that's your goal. You know, if it's about the fish, it's about the fish. But if it's about other stuff, do the other stuff. Just don't get caught in social media going, I need to do that. And I think that comes back to that live scope thing. Don't get caught going, oh, all these big fish are getting caught on it. You just live your own. Yeah, do your own you thing. Want, whatever you want to live. Whatever. If that is yeah. what you want to get, then push yourself to it. Like you did it at one stage. Like you mm. pushed yourself to catch cod. It would have been yeah. the best fun in that period, but that's not where you are now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nah. I, a couple of the best trips I've had with like me, me mates the last couple of years have been going to like Windermere and we've taken the boat over got there set up camp pulled the cards out and played cards for two days and didn't even put the boat in the water <laughs> there's been a couple of those and they're they're honestly the best really the best trips yeah it's, that's um, awesome sometimes it, it's i don't know if i could do that away with some i don't know if i could do that yeah some yeah i don't get to go to with these boys much anymore so now yeah it's just we go fishing like it's an excuse to sort of hang out and have a few beers together and just have a bit of fun Awesome, and that's what yeah, that's what we that's what they enjoy. 
and I I really enjoy it. So that's what we do. We're not yeah. When we were, when we were younger, we were obsessed with the fishing and the mish, like the whole objective of going was to catch fish. And if we didn't catch fish, we had a shit time. Yeah, we thought no, like, that's we the didn't worst thing to ever think. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's a killer. That should but, never happen. Even if you do fish hard, yeah, if you then no, you should yeah. never come home from a fishing trip and be like, and someone ask you how it was, and you said no, nah, it was, it was terrible. The, yeah, it's always a good time if you go fishing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That, I think that's fun. when you yeah. might be taking it a bit too serious, <laughs> which I definitely have yes done in the past, done before. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's really good advice, and obviously where I'm at, it's completely different because. The whole goal at the minute is trying to grow this community and grow what we're doing. So our sessions are quite intense, but we yeah. still enjoy them because I love the content creation. It's like passion with the camera, getting the shot, flying the drone, doing that. Yeah, that's where I'm at now. Might not be where I'm at in five years, ten years. We'll still be growing what we're growing, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but that's your job, and you're helping people as well. And you love it, so that's great. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, mate. We better not get to three hours because that's not a, that's just too much. We'll <laughs> I think we've said goodbye. We'll we'll wrap this up a couple of times now. <laughs> yeah, we'll sounds like going. a Q and A. To be honest, Q and A's yeah. go like this. If you've watched them, they just drag on with four of us yammering away. But Jesus, some good stuff that comes out of them. The last one yeah. was next level good. Like I think I said to everyone, you've got to listen to that a couple of times. Anyway, yeah, it was good. Thanks, mate. Good to catch up and. I'll catch up with you again in a couple of years and then maybe in that five-year mark from today. So, it's 2023. So, let's go four years, 2027. So, we'll do Walk two in. years from now and then we'll do, yeah, we'll do 2025 and then we'll do 2027 and we'll actually see where the live COD scene situation is. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, Reese. And we'll see you catch them. We'll talk flathead in that four years time. <laughs> that's oh, that's chosen. one thing. Are we, is social fishing ever going to go saltwater? Um... I'll leave that for another day. I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> if that gives you the answer that you wanted. Right, I will wrap we'll it up there. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Thanks, Jacko. Right, thanks, Reese. And there you have it, guys. Another epic, epic chat with Jacko. We always have really really good conversations i didn't realize i didn't think we were going to talk for this long this time but as always we do we both have plenty of questions for each other and it's more of a a discussion so i want to say a massive thanks to jacko not only for jumping on this time but every time he's jumped on giving me his time but also you guys his time so huge thanks mate i really do appreciate it and i know at at one stage there jacko was a little bit worried because he didn't want the conversation to get negative i'm really glad he brought up that topic Uh, it was mainly around the fish learning really quickly Yes, they will learn quickly. I think we just need to adapt and become better anglers. Or not better anglers, but try new things. Try new lures, just like the Windermere scene. So in summary of all of that stuff, um, you it's up to you to appreciate the fish or not that you catch. If you are catching more of them and they're not as elusive as they used to be because the tech's there as an advantage, I love it. I love the educational side of it. And for me, every single catch is still special. The beauty of fishing is it's not just about impoundment cod fishing. Throughout the entire year, there are so many different styles of fishing that we do. So I'm glad you brought that one up, mate. But as a, as a, as a summary from all of that for everyone listening, look after the fish. Please don't catch them in deep water in summer using it. You know, look after the fish, handle them properly. That is way more important. And everybody enjoy fishing the way you like to fish. Enjoy it for what it is. Absorb the moment and live your own dream. Someone said the other day, live your own dream. 
live your own dream and enjoy fishing the way you like to do it. The moon chat was incredible. I'm glad we talked about the moon cycles, uh, how it behaves, how, sorry, how it affects fish. And I think there's so much more to dive into there. As Jacko said, he's looked into it more than he used to. Me as well recently. It's something I never really focused on too much back in the day. But it's something if you can plan your trips around the moon, it goes a long way. And we have more content and info on that inside the SF membership. And the other thing I want to say is huge thanks to Jacko, mate, for the kind words you had towards the membership platform and asking how it was going. It's a special community. The people inside are amazing. It's a super safe place, unlike what you do see on social media and other places. We're all about helping each other learn. The content in there is incredible and it's going really, really well. We have an amazing community, so many anglers that we're helping through the content we create. And like Jacko said, he enjoys getting on there and not just the content to learn from but also the entertainment aspect of it. And he said he really enjoys watching us create content, whether we're talking around a campfire or or whatever. It's just the personality of all of us. So, very feel very humbled by that, mate, and thank you very much. And it's good to know that it's not just an educational platform, but also entertainment for a lot of people. So, the Q and A's are, are very similar to this chat Jack and I had had uh, on this podcast today. They're sort of in depth, and they're banter, and there's lots going on back and forth with ideas, arguments on different people's opinions. And yeah, that's that's one of the many aspects in the membership platform. So, if you love your freshwater fishing, check it out. Jump on absorb the content we've got we're going to be growing bigger and better and the more support we can get the better because it means we can create more content that is my entire goal so one thing we are going to do there which i haven't announced yet this will be the first time publicly so if you are listening this is a huge announcement we will be having an sf members uh, event coming very very soon 2024 will be the first event we will do it yearly so basically it will be a meet and greet everyone together on a waterway for a weekend, lots of different activities in terms of us with not demos, running through live tech, how to use it, jumping in people's boats from our team to show you different techniques, chats, all sorts of different things, but it'll be a event where we can all get out, we can you can go fish, you can stay at camp, whatever, whatever we decide to do, we're not too sure yet, but that will be for our members only. So if there's ever a better time to join, it is now. Uh, coming into the growth period of the new content we're creating, the more maps we're getting up, all of that stuff. Some amazing content there. We have our trip reports from every trip we do. We've got our monthly reports. Uh, we're here to help you catch fish. There's no other resource on freshwater fishing and it's not because I created it. I'm saying that. I created it because there wasn't anything like it. That's why I created it. So I know there's nothing out there like it because it was missing in the market because if it was already there, I'd be signed up to it. And I wouldn't have gone and created something like this myself. Um, I couldn't find it out there. I've never been able to find all those key bits of info that you want in one place. And this is the one place. We are still growing it. We're still creating more maps. There's spots that we don't have maps on. Lots of different things, but that is all coming soon. So like I said, if there's ever a better time to become an SF member and join our amazing community, it is right now. It's go time. So anyway, that's that. And once again, thanks Jacko for um, the kind words about the membership platform. That's it from me. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a like, like, like it and leave a review, a comment for us. I love to read them all. I appreciate them all. 
And I appreciate all your guys' support. Whether your support is jumping on our email list, which I highly recommend you do, jump on the socialfishing.com.au, sign up to the email list. Whether it's just listening to this podcast and downloading it, sharing it with people. Share this episode with mates. Don't just, don't just keep it to yourself. Share it around. Your support uh, on jumping on our articles on the website and even more so the support for all our members out there. You guys are legends. Really, really appreciate you so much. And if it weren't for you, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. As always, my name is Reese Creed and you've been listening to The Social Fishing Podcast. <laughs>